There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yeah, yo, yeah, yo. Welcome to another edition of the Yonko table. And actually, you know what? This is our premiere episode of season one. This is the season one premiere. I'm your host today, Grandmaster Hoop. And with me, as always, is my fellow Yonko table member, Dr. Jace Attorney. How are you doing today, Dr. Jace? I'm so glad you asked, Grandmaster Hoop. You know, it's very odd to be on this side of the table with you at the helm manning this ship and uh with no shenanigans going on so far i like it i like it i, but, I like uh, it too <laughs> but uh I, i've been doing great i i've been doing great i was uh going to a lot of hearings earlier in the day i'm still in my attorney get up and whatnot but um i'm glad to be here on this table talk of the yonko table so i'm ready i'm hungry let's get fed oh. man Yes, yes, let's get fed. And, you know, of course, uh, you're hungry for our big discussion today. Today is, again, our premiere episode. I'm running a tight-knit ship, and we are going to go ahead and kick things off with an anime roundtable discussion. And here, we're gonna, just going to be talking about the overall impact of anime on the world. And for those who don't know what an anime is, that is a Japanese-produced animated show, usually based on a manga or based on whatever source material and it has kind of taken the world by storm wouldn't you agree dr jace taking the world by storm i would i feel like that's an understatement to a degree it's it's ingrained in our culture at this point you know yes like we have kids youngins growing up on a lot of this when do we get well i guess we'll go into it once we start going into like you know the general topics but uh yeah, I feel like this younger generation kind of has it made because anime is like as soon as they as soon as they uh, turn on the TV, bam, Crunchyroll. You got Hulu. You got HBO Max. You got Funimation. You got there's so many options. Back then, we had Toonami <laughs> in the afternoon. Toonami, yes, from, Toonami after school. From, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I yeah I think as if I'm getting what you're saying, we laid the groundwork because it wasn't always like this. I don't think we could call it a world phenom back in our day of, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, I think we definitely laid the groundwork and built the culture up to what these kids have today. So, you know, shout out to us. And when I say us, of course, we have some other um, members here of the Yonko table who uh, are going to discuss with us in depth about anime as a whole and how it's started to where it is now so let's go ahead and introduce the rest of our panel today we have returning supernova rose the crafter rose the crafter how you doing i'm doing good i have a full plate i'm hungry let's eat all right all right judging by your background i can tell you're heavily anime influenced am i correct a tad bit a tad bit okay 
a tad, a tad. Thank you, Rose the Crafter. Up next, we have Dr. Mondo MD. Dr. Mondo MD, welcome back to the table. How you doing? Doing great, Grandmaster Hoop. And I'm hungry to talk about some anime here. All right, all right. And hey, congratulations on your MD, sir. Thank you for doing all that hard work for everybody out there in the world taking care of people. Thank you, thank you. All right. Now, uh, Dr. Chase, we have the most newcomers I ever think we ever had in a single episode. So, we um, do. We yes. do. We have three. We have three this time. Three. Three. We're, we're forever growing. This is like our Pirate Alliance, right? Is that we're, where we are right there. now? We're getting there. Okay. We're getting there. Pirate Alliance, that's at least uh, double-digit, triple-digit numbers, but we're close. We're close. Okay. All right, cool. I think I think it's I think it's deserving for our next three guests. Oh gosh, I, who do we here? Let me go ahead. Let me introduce uh, Kame Chris. Kame Chris, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us what brings you here to the table, Kame Chris. How you doing? What's up? Um, I'm Kame Chris, and I've been you know pretty big anime nerd since I was probably like four, and I've just always been really into video games, PC games. So this is just you know my topic i'd like to talk about all day long that nobody else gets so yeah this is definitely um my uh play field and i can't wait to go ahead and get into it all right well you know come at chris uh dr jason i know you very personally yeah uh, <laughs> you better come with that fire today that's what i expect <laughs> the <you>. passion okay <laughs> oh it's there oh it's there I, well okay. i think let's see where it goes we'll see we'll see <laughs> okay. Oh, oh. I'm excited to have you. Thank you, Comet Chris. Up next is uh Tevin the Fifth. Tevin the Fifth. Go ahead and introduce yourself. How you doing, Tevin the Fifth? What's up? I'm good. My, my palms are a little sweaty. I'm a little nervous, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I know you've been uh you've been egging me to come on the show for quite some time. <laughs> because we do this on a regular basis. You know, I love anime. I keep up with all the most popular TV shows, and I'm a certified half nerd. So I'm. Um, I'm happy to be here. All right, all right, and I know you got some fire in your belly too that you can come spitting today. So uh, I'm ready. Be ready. I'm ready. All right. all right, all right, and then lastly we have Nino De Plazado. Nino, how you doing today? I'm doing really well. Um, I'm excited for you know this discussion today. Uh, I've been a nerd for anime and animation, and I really like it as a vehicle for storytelling. So I'm just ready to talk. I'm ready to talk. Let's let's get into it. All right. Well, Dr. Jace, it's a full house today. It it's is. a full ship. Uh, three new supernovas along with two returning supernovas. I think with that said, we're ready to kick this thing into high gear. Not so fast. Not so fast. Of course. Die. Who's there? Back from... Who is this? back from wherever I was before to invade your ship. It is I, Cooperlino, who is not a supernova and damn sure not a Yonko member. It is I, Hooperlino, an admiral of the World Navy here to make sure that Naruto isn't talked about more than 10 minutes and my favorite animes are given the right amount of Screen time and talk time. Hey, Hooperlino. <laughs> hey, why everybody. Is it, 
Why is it always when I'm running things that you appear? Um, I don't know. There's something about um the other guy that um you know I think he has his um forces and his his um his uh, first mate a little more intimidating than yours. So I just get on the ship easier. Wow. All right. Uh, well, Dr. Jason's going to give me crap for this later. Letting an It average. always happens when you're leading the mast, man. This is only my second time doing this. <laughs> Whatever. Don't make this a pattern, but I guess we, we will have to let uh, this admiral on board. And, you know, I mean, we don't have a choice. We'll just have to carry on and see I mean, what his input is as well. I mean, at the end of the day, the pirates outnumber him. Granted, he's got the power of, like, a couple of ships and whatnot and crews so all right i think we can hold our own i think we can hold our own against the admiral i think uh with our newcomers and our returners we should be all right so good luck all right whatever all right <laughs> here we go everyone let's go ahead and get things started we're again the topic of today is anime all right and being as how we are a podcast based on One Piece, it's been a long time coming for us to actually deep dive and talk about anime. For or One Piece in general. Or One Piece in general for that matter. <laughs> but, you know, anime, is, like you said, Dr. Jace, has become such a culture and such a part of kind of like every day. I don't think you could go down the street without one person at least knowing how to refer to an anime or a manga. And even if they don't know that it's an anime or manga, I think they can make some kind of connection to anime as a whole and that wasn't always the case like was not. go back i don't know 15 17 years 20 20 years man it's been a long time uh yeah so i think you know the best way to kind of go and start this thing is how do we get introduced to anime and when i say that i feel there were shows that came out that were not publicly known as anime but they were japanese produced they came over from japan and they found their way to american televisions and they really hooked audiences um i don't know how but here we are and it's blown up so i'm gonna go ahead uh dr jace growing up what show was an anime that you didn't even know was an anime like what really hooked you what show were you watching that you look back now and realize that's a Japanese produce that's an anime that's a character driven story what comes to mind I would say it's probably a mix between two rather than just one particular anime and it's probably a lot of people's first introduction but uh, for me it was a mix between Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon and at the time, I mean, I just saw it as another action cartoon, which, I mean, we had some pretty decent action cartoons going, you know, growing up. We had our Batman Beyonds, we had our Static Shocks, um, Teen Titans a little bit later. But I think early on, that was like one of the few cartoons I remember seeing where it was just devoted to action. Uh, Dragon Ball Z more than uh, Pokemon. But um, it, it's funny because my... The earliest memory I ever had of um, of anime, it, it was kind of like a negative one in a way, but looking back, it's it's kind of hilarious. Uh, it was, um, I used to um, go after school to, I guess it was like some friend of a friend of my mother's that used to babysit me, right? And she would let us watch TV. 
and um it was like me and like these two other boys and like three other girls or whatever and we would each have a day where we could turn on the tv and you know uh watch a show that everyone can watch and by complete accident i had no idea <laughs> what it was but i turned on uh cartoon network and they were playing dragon ball z and it was a scene where goku is slapping the crap out of frieza it was that specific scene and mind you there was blood right you have uh frieza bleeding purple blood yeah goku bleeding is is red blood <laughs> saiyan blood whatever and i've never seen that before in a cartoon i'm like oh blood in a cartoon oh what is this i i better change it and um it's funny because the mom of the person that was taking care of us over there she was super religious like really really religious she came in there <laughs> She got so pissed <laughs> that there was like, she basically said what we were watching was demonic. And she, she looked at me and said, you know, if you keep watching that, you, you're going to go to hell, right? Well, look at you now. <laughs> look at me now. I'm one of the most parasitic uh, occupations on the planet. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, like I remember that. And then afterwards I'm like, wow. She really went apeshit on me over that cartoon. I want to watch more of it. <laughs> and I I kept watching it and that I slowly started to, you know, put that and then Pokemon together because I noticed, oh yeah, when they're talking, their lips aren't matching to like, you know, what they're saying. Like not not a hundred percent, right? So yeah. I, I would say that was around the time I started like watching anime in general and then over the years, I slowly realized, oh yeah, that's a, uh, it, it's called anime. It's not from the U.S. And um, yeah, I would say that was my first general introduction. I think a lot of people would say Dragon Ball Z is definitely uh, one of their earlier introductions. Um, Rose the Crafter, would you agree? Is this kind of how you got started into this world? It is, but interesting enough, it actually started with Dragon Ball with me, and it actually started with with um, manga or manga, however you want to pronounce it. And for me, I was born. I grew up in North Carolina, but I was actually born in Lynchburg, Virginia, like the Hill City. The name of it itself, it's a it's a reason I'm not not still there. So, um, but shout out to the public library that they had. Um, the funny thing is, is that before I even knew what anime or manga was, I actually went into a public library in elementary school. So I used to hang out there. Um, and I saw a book. I saw a book. And, you know, I, I saw a book and I look, it's pictures, it's panels. I have no clue what I'm looking at. But it's Kid Goku. Um, and they had only about six to ten total editions. And I ran through them like ASAP. Like I checked out every one I could. And it was all over the place from Red Ribbon Army uh, arc to Ooh. even to uh, Demon King Piccolo arc. And so the interesting thing is, is that I read that and was interested in that story. And then Toonami and Dragon Ball Z came. And so like for me, I'd already saw a glimpse of Goku as a kid. And so when I jumped into DBZ, it's funny, I was just talking to somebody else about this. He's like 10 years older than me. And he, he loves Dragon Ball Z as well. It's, it's huge. It's huge. And it's big for a reason. Uh, it's no shame in, in enjoying something so popular. But I actually got to see that. And it didn't take me until years later to realize that that's an anime and that's that's a manga or that's a manga. But I was reading it before I even saw the actual cartoon and didn't even think about it. So that's why it's so big to me. That's why I love it so much. Um, 
Super can use some work, but I still love it. It's that connectivity piece that people didn't realize was there with the manga and the anime. That this, all this, has a source material. Uh, I want to go real quick around the same question, but let's do a rapid fire. So just go down the line. What shows come to mind with your earliest introductions to anime? And y'all chime in, and you can speak a little bit about it. So go ahead. Anybody can go ahead and hop in that. Zoids. Zoids. Ooh, all right. Not enough people talk about Zoids. Not enough I mean, credit for Zoids. Liger ever. Zero. Not enough credit, and I feel like people don't even realize it's an anime. It's like <laughs> yeah, because you mostly see the, the 3D part, like throughout the fights. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just a thousand percent a mech, you know, anime hair, just um, adventure anime, and just forgotten about when we have these conversations. And also, didn't it first didn't air on Toonami? It was like six a.m. in the morning on Cartoon Network. That was the other thing. Like Toonami kind of got like, oh yeah, like that's kind of the anime uh, platform network. The six thirty slot in the morning, definitely not so much. That's where you got like your Sailor Moons too, like early, early morning, right before school. Forgotten about. (laughs) (laughs) You were watching Sailor. I mean, no, nothing against Sailor Moon. I, I. I like Tuxedo Mask, but I wasn't really watching Sailor Moon. So you've never Man. seen it. So you've never seen the episode? No, that I did not say that. I just wasn't big on Sailor Moon. <laughs> All right. I mean, but th- think about it. Back then, it was one of those shows where, like, if you were a guy, it was like, "Oh, you watch Sailor Moon? Oh, you're a sissy. Where's your Dragon Ball Z, man? Don't you want to see people like scream and power up?" I Would remember you- that as a conversation. Now it's like. No man, everyone watches Sailor Moon. I, I, uh, what everyone watches a uh, Madoka Magica, <laughs> like it's it's crazy. Never seen it. <laughs> uh, Chris, I see you uh, looking over there like you uh, got something on your tongue. Comment, huh? Chris. You got you, <laughs> you got a show that comes to mind? Yeah, I say um, for me it was definitely Sailor Moon. I actually was going to say I think it came on around the same time. Uh, I want to say maybe Captain Planet was like right after it. Or <laughs> oh something. my god! Yeah, I used to have to wake up really early sometimes. So yeah, I used to They're watch similar up early in the morning, and then it then I was like, okay, Toonami, like Dragon Ball Z. I was like, this is my stuff, like the fighting and everything. But then honestly, I probably was way more into Yu Gi Oh at the time than oh, I was Dragon yes. Ball Z. I was probably like really like I have cards like still WB. to this day and just yep. you know they sit in the sleeves like I was really obsessed with Yu-Gi-Oh so for the most part I'll say Yu-Gi-Oh was like my big ups like how I became obsessed but then as you know the boo you know saga came out with Dragon Ball Z I'm like okay this is getting a lot better you know like Androids was good and Cell was good but I started really getting into it with the boo saga and then it was like I after that, you know, I guess I got kind of got into manga a little bit in like middle school. But yeah, for the, I would say for the most part, Dragon Ball, Sailor Moon, and Yu-Gi-Oh were like my big three that I can remember, you know, as a kid actually watching and being like, oh my god, I really love the show. <laughs> right. I, I, I feel, okay, so we got Dragon Ball, Sailor Moon, those are the commonalities I'm hearing. Uh, Dr. Mondo, do you agree or did you have something else that comes to mind? Mine's also kind of a mix. Cause Zoids, I was a huge fan. I used to buy the to- like those the toys and everything. Dragon Ball Z for sure. Like I was obsessed as a little kid with Dragon Ball Z. Every like my room was basically filled with Dragon Ball Z 
stuff and I just wanted to become a Super Saiyan. That was my dream when I was a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's tougher than it looks. <laughs> but uh, the other anime that I really liked, it, and I saw it after Dragon Ball Z and it kind of like reaffirmed my my views when it came to anime that I loved it, Yu Yu Hakusho. And it's like, I used to love Yu Yu Hakusho when it used to come on. Um, maybe not to the same level of Dragon Ball Z, because Dragon Ball Z was just groundbreaking. It's like, oh my god, look at these fights. But then it's like, oh, here you got, this guy just died, and he's, oh, look, there are demons now, and all that. But, yeah, I would say Yu Yu Hakusho, Dragon Ball Z, Zoids. I also watched Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon from time to time. Although, I wasn't that big on Pokemon, but, yeah, the other three, for sure. Tevin the Fifth, uh, I see you itching over there too. <laughs> no, I'm excited. Um, well, my love of anime came in like three stages. Uh, just like you guys said, my first, this is like before I knew anime was anime, and this is even before Toonami. Um, Dragon Ball and Sailor Moon used to be on on, on the same channel. So I can't remember what channel it was, but this was before Toonami. Um, and then later on in life, we had like this little cable box where they had, this is like before On Demand was On Demand. And there was this show called Pre-Tier. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it, but it was like some 12. Yeah, it's not, it's very low key. It's very low key. <laughs> it was my first time realizing, oh, this is Japanese anime. Um, But the cable box had on demand and they released three episodes like every six months. And so I was oh, just- Oh God. It was a popular, nobody cared. So, uh, you know, that was like my first time like thirsting for like, oh, it's something, di you know, there's a, I argue with my mom about this a lot of time because she'll see me watching anime. She's like, why are you watching cartoons? Like, mom, this is not cartoon, this is <laughs> anime. It's a very, very big difference. Um, but then when I really started to get to it, my first real two, also, Digimon is better than Pokemon. I just wanna just throw that out there. Facts, Ooh. facts, Ooh. big facts. Ooh. The anime, for sure. Just the anime. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But my, my first <laughs> anime were Yu Yu Hakusho and Inuyasha. Um, I love the ending themes of Inuyasha, that's what kind of you know, drew me into Fukai Mores, the Shinjutsu Niwatawa. And then I started watching you have to show more, but I still love them both to death today. You, you were staying up late on a school night for Inuyasha. Uh, Always. I remember me and my same. brother. I used to watch it too, same. All of my, those. My stuff. brother and I, who I, I lost him a long time. I mean, I didn't lose him, but my brother and I, we haven't spoken in forever, <laughs> but uh, we could not stay up that late to watch Inuyasha. I used to set up. I, I was so I was so hungry for it. I would set an alarm just to wake up, watch it, and I would go right back to sleep every night. You're every dedicated. Night. You're dedicated. Yeah. Uh, Nino. Yeah. Speaking of brothers, Sorry. before you go, I gotta interrupt Nino. Go uh, speaking of brothers, yeah. Growing up, I mean, I haven't spoken to my brother uh, in so long. But um, growing up, when we used to watch TV and stuff, our dad didn't let us watch Dragon Ball Z. He thought it was too violent. So. He loves Zoids, so that's was one of the first ones. He hated Digimon, but didn't think it was too violent. Um, so definitely gravitated <laughs> towards the less violent um, animes before being able to watch Dragon Ball Z. R.I.P. to my brother. Uh, yeah, I could chime in on that. Uh, my dad, too, uh, very much he liked Digimon. I, I don't think he liked Digimon, but he liked making fun of my brother and I. He'd be like, Ty! Ty, it's about friendship, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, 
Pokemon, he loved Brock. He thought Brock was Brock the greatest Brock was the character. best. He was the greatest. Easily. Yeah, I, I mean, he was a horn dog for sure. <laughs> I don't know. And he didn't really do much as far as battles. But I digress. Uh, Nino de la Plazado, can you close us out on this topic? What introduced you to this world? Well, I, I think I'm uh, I'm like maybe like one or two, three years younger than than like uh, the 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 mean of this group. But um, so I grew up with with this without like realizing it. Like I was in the daycare, and my my parents didn't let me like watch anything violent when I was younger. So um, Pokemon was like one of the main ones. They said Gengar is too scary. Uh, no Pokemon until like uh, you know I had to. You know, convince my uncle from Canada to buy me a, um, you know, Pokemon Emerald later on. But um, so they didn't know this, but I was like three years old, and I and I went to like a, a daycare, and I'm I'm so sure that at like at six o'clock in the morning, I was the first one there. They're like, oh, you can watch whatever you want, like you know, um, they they used to call it in Spanish and muñequitos, and you know, you can watch that little, little muñequitos, and you know, go do whatever you want, eat your cereal, and um. They just put on Sailor Moon and then Dragon Ball Z. I clearly remember watching Dragon Ball Z, like people getting like the you know the the snot beat out of them. And I was like three years old, and I was like, wow. And then Sailor Moon would come up right after, and I'd be like, wow, this you know this this girl's transforming. Oh my god! And then I would just completely block it out until like <laughs> the very next day when I would watch the next episode. So you would just. Running the things at daycare, watching. Hey, y'all, we watching Dragon Ball Z this oh, morning. Oh no, no, no! It was just me. It was me and this other kid. Um, and uh, they they only wanted they didn't want to watch Dragon Ball Z. They wanted to watch uh, you know, Sailor Moon. So I was like kind of stuck. We were like, okay, um, she she would watch Dragon Ball Z, and I would watch Sailor Moon, um, with them because we were the first ones there. And you know, we were like, oh, we gotta we gotta watch these, but we don't want to watch it alone. And so yeah, that that that's how things were. That's how things were back then. Fair enough. Can I Fair. say one more thing since we're on Sailor Moon real quick? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Smart thing. Um, the English version of Sailor Moon, the final battle with uh, Serena versus Queen Barrel, is honestly one of the best dubbed anime moments of all time. It has a great little soundtrack behind it. Just check it out. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Like the, <laughs> the, the original dub or the new dub? The original dub. Oh, the original. Oh, that's hot trash. I'm sorry. Oh gosh. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I didn't think it was getting hot. Just spark it up, but if y'all gotta duke it out, I, real quick. I I recently just rewatched Sailor Moon, um, with like my partner, and the new dub is fantastic in English. Yeah, but then we tried watching the original dub. Hot trash. That right. I I'm and you know like. I have to give credit because you know these dub artists didn't they they were doing things like way before anyone like really cared about them um before like this was like an actual career you could go into like you know to being like like a a, a dubbing um va um but like that that lady who was doing I sailor moon no that that lady that was doing sailor moon sounded like an old lady being like oh, oh that's exactly how they sounded I like to, i have the moment I have those three minutes in my brain verbatim. Like I can, I can say the whole thing all the way through. It has this good. Uh, it has a song called "Carry On" in the background. And actually, it's my. I guess it's just my personal opinion. But the the Japanese version. Granted, uh, the English dub took out a lot of the, the gory stuff uh, at that time for kids. But it had like this awesome just soundtrack in the back, and it was just super epic compared. To, I think that's the one Sailor Moon moment that's better 
than the the Japanese one. It's like, oh, I want to embarrass myself. It's like, uh, I hear you, Luna. I am not afraid anymore. Oh, She's like, you should be. Power. And the music comes in the background. Here I'm standing in the light. No, just me. <laughs> Yeah, I will say the sound. I will say the soundtrack is what. Oh, dog. Listen, I hate to cut y'all off, but you bring up a really good point, and it kind of leads into my next topic. I think, and I've read, I watched a video on this too. Was that, uh, you know, with these shows coming over to the U.S., one thing that they had to get across was how different they would be to your regular uh, morning cartoons. And one thing that they led in with was kick-ass theme songs. And so all these shows that we all said, I can't think of one show that didn't have a good theme song. I'm not big on Sailor Moon, but I will always recognize fighting evil by daylight. You know, whatever. Uh, And we we could go down the line. So that leads into my next topic, our fandom, you know. We are now starting to recognize this this quality of show is on a different caliber than your regular old Disney Channel and Nickelodeon. So I want to know, was there a show that really solidified, uh, I guess, your in, uh, solidified your fandom? As far as I'm committed to these shows, I hear a new one's coming out. Let me go ahead and uh, give it a try um, because I know that these are a different caliber. And you know where to find them, too. We mentioned Toonami. Uh, we mentioned Kids WB. We now know where to find these shows. So was there a show or a moment that definitely defined that I'm going to put my, I'm going to give my time to these type of shows? Um, I'll go first. Okay, sure. <laughs> yep. Was, you know, yep. yep. I'm going I first. Have to let oh, the Admiral Mondo, do it. But that's fine. He demanded. Nope. Yep. I'm first. I'm the Admiral. I go first. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to give you two moments, two moments here. Moment one, I think, came uh, with one of these group of shows we were mentioning. I think it came with In Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, I don't think it was a specific moment, but the Battle City arc, let me tell you, that was just like, that, that was, was I was I was in front of the TV the every day, 11.30. <laughs> I was not missing an episode of that. I mean, the, um, the episode when... Yugi is facing strings um, next to the river, and Yugi gets himself into the unwinnable um, scenario. Like they just said, like, "Hey, this this move is unwinnable. You can't win. This is it. Sorry, you're going to lose." And I'm like, "Damn, how are Yugi gonna get himself out of this one? He can't. It's unwinnable." And then Yugi, I don't even know, he does it. Somehow he does it. Like, he just, like, I mean. the heart of the cards, man. The, he believed in the heart Blah. of the cards. He, he used the one move he could do. Um, he didn't make him lose life points. He couldn't do that. So he made him, like, lose his deck. Um, he was up against was, uh, uh, an Egyptian god card. He was I know. Slifer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, the slime. Okay, okay. Oh, I remember all the slime for the side. Yes, the um and the 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 amoeba, the the uh, the, the blue stuff. thing. The slime. The revival yeah. jam. Revival jam. Yeah. That yeah. Was just like, yo, the the battle city arc was just so good. Like, I just felt so hooked. Um, and then to fast forward to a moment where I was like, oh shit, like anime is really the shit. Um, when One Piece came out, I thought One Piece was like, 
interesting. You know, I thought the characters were like somewhat cool, but the moment that Sanji on the in the Barati arc when they like first start recruiting Sanji and Sanji um, actually has nothing to do with Sanji, but Zolo um, or Zoro. Zolo. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. I feel like I heard Zolo. Zolo stuck into my mind. And I've only, and I'm only a manga reader, so it's like, some for some reason, Zolo out loud sounds right to me. But anyways, when um Hawkeye Mihawk shows up, and he like, and he just like obliterates Zoro with, with a, a knife, kni <laughs> with a simple knife, and it's like, and then they're like, yo, by the way, there's six other dudes just as strong as me. You guys aren't even like nowhere near being able to touch us um that was like the first time i was like mind blown i was like wait a second like how big is this world like what are we talking about here if there's like six other dudes just as strong as this guy and he beat zoro with a knife um that was the first moment i was like yo this world of one piece is just like something else and like i think it showed me the potential that like that these stories can have like you know it's more than just like cool action and like you know fun fight scenes and stuff like that it's like oh shit they can tell like a pretty epic story and i mean one piece never disappointed since so those two moments pretty big i can concur that's a pretty so that variety arc is a pretty solid arc for one piece it just seemed kind of jokey at first with buggy the clown uh for anyone familiar with one piece which i think we all are no nino so do you got a moment that stands out for you that solidified your fandom? I, I bet you we could talk for days about One Piece. We are a One Piece based, you yeah. know, podcast. I mean, I, I'm the only one who's the only moments that I uh, really remember from One Piece was like that weird chopper arc where some they're in the snow and then somehow he grows. I, I don't know how that works. All right, just stop. Um, just stop. No, but no, but. Um, and I know that the crocodile or whatever. Uh, you, don't, you don't have to talk about. No, one no, piece. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I don't have to talk about One Piece, but I'm just saying that's all I know. But I, I think the moment that stood out for me um, was probably the the first arc of uh, Boruto's dad. Um, oh my! Can you? Ah, yes. <laughs> don't don't call it that. <laughs> we gotta get we gotta get hit with the kids today. That's so what do you call it? Um, the 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 island of waves the land of waves arc was actually one of the best uh, arcs probably in all of like anime and all of manga um just seeing the the growth that like nino naruto and sasuke and um kakashi had um and then their relationship with like um like Zabuza and Haku was so so memorable, and then with that fight scene where you know they're fighting on the bridge, they they ev everything yeah. about that. I'm getting chills just thinking about it when Naruto like finally unleashes like you know part of the of uh, the Nine Tails, yeah, yeah, and then or when Kakashi finally right. reveals his secret move and his eye, and there were just so many good things about that. I remember watching that as a kid. I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch all of it, and then, you know, then I realized that most of it was filler, and I was like, oh no. I'm gonna I'm gonna hop in because that not that arc is what I was gonna say solidified my fandom. Uh but not specifically the bridge scene, but the scene where Kakashi gets captured. So for all yes. the Naruto fans out there, when Kakashi Yes, thank you, Dr. Mondo. When Kakashi gets yeah. captured and Naruto he remembers his oath of pain. <laughs> 
And he ties his head, man. He's like, Sasuke, you ready? And they, I guess they whispered a plan to each other. Or maybe no. they just. They're telepathically, they knew. Oh, because uh, when two people trade blows, no, they can. No, no, no. What he felt, he felt that it wasn't Naruto when. Oh, what the point? Oh, what? Whatever. I don't, yeah. I don't care. Because that's the part of it that I loved is that we had no idea what the hell were they were thinking, and then Sasuke, you know, when uh, Shuriken windmill of shadows, demon Shuriken, and then he threw it and he missed Zabuza, and then. Zabuza caught the other shuriken and then the one that he dodged you're like oh they're like oh damn Kakashi's cap <laughs> and then boom Naruto pops out of the smoke and he's like take this Ew. oh my god Ew. I, I lost it <laughs> I, let me what <laughs> I was just gonna add as a big Naruto hater that one was pretty cool yes and I mean, um, to bring back it around to my Naruto hate, it also peaked in that arc. It was never better. It was never better than that arc. Debatable. <laughs> Debatable, but it's fine. The pain arc, maybe. I don't know. There's, I don't, I don't really have the much. The Junin exams. He, I don't think he likes tournament. Lasted arcs, a little too here. long, and yeah, and oh, tournament arcs. Please tell me you have a second so I can just go off on tournament arcs. <laughs> No, I did not create a talking point for tournament arcs, but tournament Lazy. arcs are a big part of anime. Lazy. Listen, man, listen, we're 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 we are, you know, dipping our toes here. We're giving people the foundation. We could do a whole podcast on who had the best tournament arc, to be honest. Uh, I think it's you, you, but you did it twice. It's, it's no, you, no, you. It's Hunter Hunter. I'm sorry. Hunter. It's mm. Hunter Hunter. Hunter Hunter. Completely agree. Oh, which, which one? Either way, it's the same author. Only one author knows how to do tournament arcs good, and he wrote I, three of them. That's the best true. Parts. Yeah, he wrote <laughs> he all wrote of them. So I mean, many. Yeah, so many. about so the same hard. guy. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that's true. Oh, do we have another supernova? No, this is just Romeo who wants to chime in, but um, I'm gonna let someone else go I ahead. It. Dr. Marno, you got a solidifying fandom moment? No. When it comes to, like, early morning anime, for sure, the Battle City arc in Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, every time I was like, well, well, Yu-Gi's gonna lose here. How the hell is he gonna come back from this? And then <laughs> suddenly, like, yeah, the Heart of the Cards, aka Plot Armor, came in. But at that time, I was too young to know what Plot Armor was. So it was like, oh my god, he did this! And uh, obviously, I was obsessed with Yu-Gi-Oh, so I used to buy all the cards. And, I, and then I was like, all the effects that came out on television, I was like, oh, they don't exist. It's just on the show. But, the, but then, for sure, the Land of Waves arc, the battle, the, the first battle with Zabuza. Because it's, one, the mystery regarding each Naruto character, um, it was like, okay, so first of all, you knew... Sasuke's entire clan was killed. You knew it was his brother, and you were like, oh my god, I want to meet his brother. I want to see where this goes. Then Kakashi shows a Sharingan, and you're like, what the hell? Like, I thought Sasuke was the only one who was supposed to have this, and he doesn't even have this. And it's like, and then the teamwork between Naruto and Sasuke, seeing how Naruto suddenly goes from the idiot that they were portraying to be, is like, wow, he can actually 
hold his own. And all this, like the, the strategy behind everything, how they would win the battles, that was kind of, that, it really reeled me in into Naruto. And then obviously in the set, like the second battle on the bridge when Kurama, when Kurama finally came out, but we didn't know his name was Kurama then. It was like, whoa, this, this looks so, so freaking badass. That, that, the, the part of the bridge was just pure badass. They, but the first part was like, okay, this is the battle. There's more to being just strong. In, there's something intricate in it. But yeah, I would say those were my two hook hooking moments into anime. I did like One Piece, although I kind of dropped it off. But then I picked it up again way later. Way later. If that's not the story of everybody with One Piece, then and I don't love, know what it is. And, and love. It happened to me. Yeah. yeah. Definitely I mean, happened to me too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, me myself, I'm a, I'm a huge One Piece fan, and I remember, I think, I think I dropped it like pre time skip. Like oh, this yeah. was like early. Yeah, it was really early. Alabasta. Then, was it uh, Alabasta? It, it, it was a little. Yes, actually, I think it yes, was because that's where the anime art. stopped. <laughs> Yes. I Alabasta. It was. Dry. It was. Because uh, with four kids, and th this is the thing that a lot of these animes tried to do, especially if they dubbed, um, they they would change a lot of the source material into what was in, in Japan. And some did it to you know small degrees, and some did it bigger than others. I think One Piece was probably like the biggest culprit <laughs> into what they changed. That um, lollipop you know. on Sanji. You know, what? Name. you know that's what? That's not even the worst. The worst is not is even that the worst. But because I was gonna I say, was... <laughs> go go ahead, go ahead. Nami Nami uses like a rubber dagger instead of a real dagger, to, like stab <laughs> up in the Arlong Park arc. <laughs> and I don't even know where she gets the blood. I don't even know if she uses like blood, but like fakes. It was, I use her it dagger. Was like I just tomato or ketchup yeah. or like it's a, it must have been a tomato just like, it most likely so they bad. they fit in a lot of weird stuff like i and i'll give the editors props for even drawing this in the animation like instead of pistols you had like these weird little concoction guns that were like it was like a like a hammer it was like a weird ass spring hammer and i'm like yo this is mad inconvenient how are you gonna kill someone like this but um i mean or like uh, with yeah, four, four kids, kids was riding high off of Pokemon, being like, yo, we brought Pokemon to the masses, we did our thing, Pokemon's a phenom now, like, we got this, One Piece, clearly what's up next, and they just blew it. Gee, <laughs> they just fumbled the bag at the one-yard line. The one thing they did not blow, though, was that killer intro One Piece rap. Grandmaster Hoop agrees with me, 100%. No, and you know this, absolutely not. I, I see comic Chris, because you, you, Dr. J, is like playing this foolish game where you think that theme song is the greatest theme song of all time. How is it? A it is the greatest theme song of all time. I, I, Hooper, Hooper Lino might probably agree with you about that theme song, it's, but I do not. It's really good. It's really good. <laughs> the is. problem is, is the original is better, and that's the only problem. That's the Japanese true. version's better. Oh, yes. Um, what is it? Uh, we are. We are. We are. We are on a cruise. We are. Stop it, uh, Tevin the Fifth. Stop. 
Stop His it. name is Toro. He's like a samurai in the L-A-D-Y. No, I mean, ah, there you go. Stop. He's got it. Sanji's cooking Chopper's doctoring. Are you serious? Uh, the Chopper's no, doctoring. He mm. took a bite of gum gum. <laughs> enough, enough, enough. Because what were they going to do once they got to Nico Robin? Sanji's cooking, Chopper's doctoring, and Nico's archaeology. What? No. Are you just going to keep going? No. That sounded good. That sounded fine. No, it didn't. No, it, didn't. it did not <laughs> sound right. good. You get all the way to Jinbei, what are you going to say? And Jinbei's fishman karate ying. <laughs> <laughs> rolls, rolls right off the tongue. Exactly. No. It's superb. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. J. Cole's uh, going to put that in one of his verses. Watch. Shut the hell up. Shut up. <laughs> that would be wild. No. Uh, Rose the Crafter, uh, you got a fandom moment for yourself. It's solidified. Uh, you're you're I mean, invested. Uh, the big three, one of the big three, DBB was for me. Um, saying arc, I love the saying arc personally. Saying arc is what hooked me. But just like y'all mentioned, like I was watching Yu-Gi-Oh hooked to my seat. I was hooked to my seat off Digimon. Like I used to run through all the Saturday morning cartoons until there were no more Saturday morning cartoons. Until they got to the point where somebody put on Pokemon, all of them. And I think, I think for me, it became more real for me when I started connecting it to the outside world. So I don't want to jump ahead too much, but the games, the cards, the fact that I could interact with, with my classmates, my schoolmates. I mean, trading cards, we barely knew how to play and we had cards. We collected Yu-Gi-Oh cards and we battled <laughs> we each other. We made up and our I own know, rules. We made up our own rules every single time. Um, in video games, Budokai, Dragon Ball Budokai for yeah. me. Budokai. Oh my god, that was my yes, so Budokai. I never forget. That but was I, my fandom moment because I got the place, the PS2. I got the PS2, and that was the first game I got for the PS2 with Budokai, and I played the heck out of that game. And I played with all my friends in the same arc. I remember they tried to recreate it, and it probably looks a little crappy now, but I was like, this is amazing. And so those games, all uh, the Storm games, made me jump back into the shows and start like digging deeper into it. So it's just a combination of moments. But the Saiyan arc for Dragon Ball Z was like, was it for me. I thought it was just cool that Piccolo and, and Goku teamed up. Um, the original baddie Piccolo, which they kind of watered down. I was like, man, these these guys are, these guys are, they're cool. Yeah, yeah. Shot right through Goku. Special and then like, as Raditz is dying, they think they're fine, and Raditz like, I've sent a message. That's not, you that's not really fair. Like, a message has been sent, and it's Vegeta, and then you get that whole iconic, iconic, um, over 9,000! <laughs> yeah, the iconic over 9,000, so. And the farmer. Shout out to the farmer, that's the- Farmer oh with a shotgun. The realest one. <laughs> the realest one. He's the first, he was the first person to make a stand against Raditz, and you gotta give him props. He did his best. He he, he jumped up to a just car a level. a simple farmer with a shotgun. So, you know, give, give props to him. Uh, I guess. Props do, props given. Um, so I like how, you know, we are talking about the card games, the video games, because it the culture is now building. It's here, and we're getting, you know, memorabilia. We're getting action figures. We're getting posters. Uh, I don't think we had any movie releases, but the culture of anime is now building. And I'd like to say we're probably here, right, talking about Naruto. That came out U.S. in, like, 2007. So we're, like, pushing into the 2010s. 
and whatnot, but still, anime is not as big as it could be because there is a what I guess some could call a counterculture or yes, a counterculture, and thus it creates somewhat of a subversive culture. Anime is now kind of taboo. If you're watching certain shows, you're considered a nerd, you're considered a geek, you're looked down upon for having this fandom. And again, this is just because people are ignorant to, you know, the how quality of a show it is. And so I want us to talk about what growing up in that subversive culture was like. Like, did we had to hide it? Uh, were there moments of revelations when you found out someone else was a fan? Did you notice moments where people were hiding their fandom? And you were like, I know you a fan. Uh, so, you know, anybody could kick this off. I, and I know a lot of us went to school together, too. So we all can probably speak about it. Um, I, can, I can jump in real quick. I have, I have an interesting take on this um, because I know I, I won't get it in uh, if, if I leave it for the last one. But uh, I think that when I was growing up, I didn't get I know I got bullied um, because of like, oh, anime and stuff like that. But I don't think I got bullied because I watched it. I think I got bullied specifically because I was doing that dumb shit, uh, you know, with all around it. And it's like, yeah, Naruto running. Um, I, would be, I would be in the middle of the halls and then like I see my friend or they see me and they'd be like oh, five prong seal release and then um, you know we, we're, we would do all that or you know <laughs> I have a really distinct memory of um, they didn't let cards in our school because they were like no that that's the devil stuff and um but they couldn't say that about the public school they're like no it, it just encourages you know gambling I don't, I don't know why they said that but um we would duel like pretend like the dual disc was there and be like oh i have this card and this card you know and we were kids but definitely there were there was some stigma they were like oh why why are they doing all that weird stuff and of course we just wanted to be like the things we saw on tv so that's understandable I mean, I wasn't Naruto running, but I know Dr. Jason and I would do some dumb Naruto stuff. Five-prong oh. seal! Five, we used to five-prong seal each other all the time. Um, I mean, even to this day, when I wish Dr. Jason a happy birthday, I send him, I think I send him uh, Sasuke running with a Chidori. We'll alternate, yeah. I'll, I'll respond with a Naruto with a Rasengan. <laughs> but, uh, and you know, I, I know uh, Kame Chris can probably talk about this. Uh, us four went to high school together. Myself, Hooperlino, Dr. Jace, and Kame Chris. Uh, Kame Chris, how was high school like uh, being into anime? Were you, were you out or were you in the closet <laughs> with it? <laughs> it was, it was like a... I didn't have a choice but to be because that was just what I talked about to other people. Like I would do like um so super not like anime but like Avatar, I'd be like airbending and people would be like, The fuck are you doing? And I'd be like, What are you talking about? It's <laughs> like the best thing ever. And then now everybody and their mom watches Avatar and knows about Korra and everything else. I'm like, Oh, this is so good, I'm like, get out of here. But I was gonna I was gonna actually um like bounce off a of Hooperlino from earlier about one piece. Cause I know like we all obviously like watch TV and like Pokemon and just like Yu-Gi-Oh! Like that was our introduction. But what I would say it would like really like stuck me into anime. This was like, okay, I'm 
too deep. Like I'm knee deep, this is my life now. Was in One Piece, just knowing that that world was so vast. I'm like, is there more like this? Like, I know I've been watching Dragon Ball Z, but this is like a different level of, you know, like emotion to every character arc. Like every single time, you know, Luffy got a new uh, crew member, it was like, we're gonna cry. Some way, somehow, I don't know how, but we're gonna cry and anime should not be making me cry. And then you're like, dang, like I'm like really deep. And then you realize, oh, now this is like a thousand episode thing. Like, obviously I'm too deep into this, but it's like at some point, you know, you watch Naruto hardcore, like you played all the Pokemon games, like you've literally played Yu-Gi-Oh at fucking launch and you just like <laughs> you get all the cards in like your binder. Like we all done the, you know, that it's just, you know, when we start reading manga and like really getting into like some really, you know, what you say, like subverse animes and mangas and stuff. We're like, OK, now this now I'm into it. So that's, I guess, in high school, like, people wouldn't know, like, I wouldn't know any of this stuff. But, yeah, I'm going to talk about, like, what everybody, you know, kind of, you think they know, like, Pokemon. But, oh, you play with your Pokemon cards? Like, no, I haven't played with Pokemon cards since I was, like, in elementary school. But... <laughs> Pokemon was Pokemon cards were, like, out by, like, 2009. Like, yeah, I don't think anybody yeah. was touching Pokemon cards anymore. <laughs> but, yeah, I would say that, like, in high school... Yeah, you would never really guess, but I would say, yeah, I was very much into every anime and manga. Just people wouldn't know. I mean, I wasn't hiding. It was just no one really talked about it unless it was like y'all. But that would be rare. Yeah. I, 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 I know there were some circles, and I think Hooperlino could talk about this. Like, uh, we were, uh, <laughs> were no relation, but we were both on the football team. And that's not something you can necessarily talk about. You know, that wasn't the popular topic of conversation in the locker room. But I'm telling you right now, people will low-key let you know that they were into anime. Like, I remember they come there was whisper. a couple. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They would, like, come yeah. whisper in your ear, and they'd be like, Chidori, nigga. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and they'd be like, they'd be like, nothing. Keep it moving. I'm like, okay. Oh, I, 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 I might have done, yeah. like, a, a Kage Bonshin. A hand sign, and that let them know that uh, I was a Naruto fan. Represent, but you know, it was it was like, the ATV videos. It was the it was the video oh, that y'all used to make, and everybody knew at that point. So everybody would be like, "Do you know them? Are you those your like your nerd friends?" <laughs> I'm like, uh. <laughs> "That's fair." Yeah. Uh, we'll probably uh, uh, Dr. Jace will probably have to dig those out the vault and let everybody know what we're talking about. I will. Um, so I actually went to I went to school in North Carolina, um, middle school and high school. It's interesting. I think I hear a lot of the similar stories, and it, I, I guess it depends on what crowd you're into as well, like where you're at at that point. But a kind of layer deeper is the society norm of what you thought you were supposed to be as you progress. You know, a lot of similar stories. In elementary school, we got the cards out. We all watched the cartoons. Like, we had the cards, like, Pokemon cards. You go, I used to have them. Like, I used to line up Pokemon cards until I found 100 of them, like, throughout the house. Um, and my friends knew about it, too. And then middle school, you're progressing. You're slightly going through puberty. You're, like, holding on to some, but not. Um, video games, you might play a little bit. And people are still kind of knowing, but slowly transitioning into, you know, whether you start feeling the pressure of school or being cool or girls or anything or your identity all that kind of stuff starts coming into play 
Uh, you start growing up and then you start wondering because of the way society paints it, whether it's your parents saying it's childish to do this or that, or whether it's people around you that don't do it anymore, you kind of like, you kind of like drop it, for, at least for me, like I slowly, by high school, like, like you said, people low-key knew, knew each other that, that was into it, but you never really spoke. You played the games, you start naming characters, you start naming stuff with your friends, um, but y'all don't go any deeper about it. Y'all just both know and y'all do it in your own time, but then y'all go do something else. Y'all go hang out and do something else or, or go try to find that crowd to hang out with or go play sports, all stuff that we enjoy as well, but it's like that part you didn't want to bring out. Um, and the interesting caveat is it was some big ones that you could bring out, right? Because, like, for me, like, at least the subculture of black culture for where I was at, Dragon Ball Z, you could really, you could really, you couldn't really do much to act it out too wild, right? You can't really act in school, but everybody knew, like, and to this day, like, Dragon Ball Z and, and is really big in black culture. Like, that's just a fact. There, Dragon Ball point Z where, transcended yeah, nerd culture. Yeah, it I became so much nerd, Yeah, it transcended nerd culture, and I think it opened a way for the other big ones to come in, too. But those are the ones you could, that everybody always knew a little bit about, at least. Everybody who was just a little bit too new about it, at least. To the point where, even currently now, even though now we're at a point where it's kind of flipped to where if you're stating one of the big three, then sometimes people look at you as like you're not that deep into it because you enjoy the big three, right? But, Michael B. Jordan got roasted for it. Right, and it's because it's so popular. <laughs> so I, mean, I, I get the caveats of both. Um, even Megan Stallion, like you go down and listen to people that just like post stuff. You're like, eh, are they really deep? You know, you don't really know. But she threw out Inuyasha, and I was like, oh she shit, did. okay, that's she okay. Did. <laughs> she did. I, you know, I ain't gonna say anything. Um, but the, the the other interesting thing is, I was looking like at a comment thread of literally people, somebody saying that like, if you were from the hood, like real G's didn't watch Dragon Ball Z growing up, and like if you're from like this hood, and like the comments were like. People roasting, saying, I don't know what hood you're from, but, like, we talk about this in our hood all the time. Like, we do Kamehameha's while we got the Glock, even though they shouldn't say that. <laughs> like, that's how, it was like a list of them roasting people for saying, how dare you say we don't respect this anime in the culture? So, it's interesting. It's interesting how society pressured us to kind of, like, hide certain things and kind of grow other things. Um, and it's also interesting at, at the point now where it's popular now. So like if you're walking around, I mean I used to know people that up in college walk around with the with the chopper hat. Like I, I've seen people walk around with the straw hat before, like in like in what they do and in classes, you know. You know, I don't think nothing of it, but like nowadays if you do it, like people will say, Oh, that's dope, what's up? Like that's cool. So it's interesting how things have kind of shifted. I think, yeah, as a whole, if you want to go down, you know, like the racial tolerance line, white tolerance was not as high as black tolerance towards anime like i think white people were allowed to get away with watching that stuff while uh black black culture as a whole said no you should not be watching that but then yeah like you said transcension dragon ball z definitely transcended that and i think as we go down the line you see that transition transcend transcend what is it what's the word transcension yeah for other anime down the line along all the cultures i want to hear from dr mondo real quick dr mondo you grew up in puerto rico am i correct yeah born and raised all my entire life there and when it came to in elementary school um Yu-Gi-Oh was really big we used to play like we used to duel everywhere like it was really 
open. Everyone used to do it. But then once you hit like middle school, it was like a very dramatic shift. Like Yu-Gi-Oh! like basically stopped existing for like for us while we were in in middle school. You were you were seeing like, oh, you're so uncool with with having Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Although I'm pretty sure that everyone had Yu-Gi-Oh cards stashed over there because obviously remnants of elementary school. And anime was really, I would say, a taboo topic, really taboo in middle and high school there. And and you really like in my school, we wouldn't speak about anime unless. You saw like a subtle sign that someone was brave enough to actually do. That was like, okay. And actually, like one of my best friends, we actually started talking because of that. He made like he, we didn't know each other at the time, and he and he made like I think a subtle sign of Nar. I don't remember. I, I think it was like the Kage Bunch, and he, I think he was on his desk, and he did he did something like this on his desk, and I was like, like. And we just started talking. <laughs> we started we started talking, and like right now we're best friends, and that's how we started talking. But that's that's how you would talk about anime. But other than that, you really wouldn't speak about it at all because you would be saying, "Oh, you're a nerd, you're uncool," and they would try to make your life miserable there. And it's funny because a lot of the people they were like, "Oh, you're so uncool." Now on Facebook, you see them posting anime stuff, and you're like. Bro, <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> like, we tried to tell you, like, bro. Tell you. What the hell? So that and so that was like the way anime was seen in my school in Puerto like Puerto Rico at least. And like there were comic cons that that obviously came over, and I would go there just for shits and giggles. But like, if they somehow caught wind that you went there, it was like, what were you doing there? Blah, 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 blah. obviously in Spanish there. Uh, <laughs> like, que carajo hacía ahí? It's like, oh my God, like, what the hell? And, and like, hell would rain down upon you. But it's, it's, it's just really funny that a lot of those people are watching anime now and they post about it all the time on Facebook. And I just laugh every time I see it because I'm like, see, we had a good thing going. We found it out before you. Or you were watching anime behind the scenes the entire time and you just put up a, a really good front. <laughs> But, exactly. So, yeah, that was my experience when it came to anime. So I was kind of like in the closet, although with everyone close to what, like my really close friends, I was really open about it. And they all knew about it. And I think I think a lot of us can say, yeah, the people we were close to, we were fine because we used to go to our friend Joe's place. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dr. Jason and I, we used to play Ninja Storm, I think, too, Naruto at the time. Days. Yeah, Naruto so days. And we were able to, yeah, we were able to be ourselves because we ain't got no prying, wandering eyes. But uh, this leads me to the next topic because... Like you said, Dr. Mondo, there's a shift in it. Uh, wait, wait, Tevin, Tevin, Tevin well, the Fifth. I was going to let, let Tevin the Fifth open this next topic. I'm going to let him. I'm going to let. I got you, Tevin the Fifth. I know. I know. Don't worry. I got you. I got you. You're going you're gonna to start this one off. Um, but like you said, Dr. Mondo, those same people who used to be part of the counterculture saying, you know, you're dumb, you're lame for liking anime and whatnot. 
there was a shift and I would like to say, uh, as uh, Nino had pointed out earlier, you know, we're all kind of around the same age group. So I would like to say I noticed a shift during my collegiate period of life. And I would like to, I would like, if I could pinpoint, I would say 2014. And here's what now we, we could discuss about this. I think there might have, I don't know why there was a shift. However, there was a shift. I would like to say there was a show that initiated the shift. And uh, and again, we can discuss this in length. There was, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. It in length. I'm gonna let Tevin the Fifth go ahead and open this up. Tevin the Fifth, when did you notice the shift? Do you can you attribute the shift to a particular anime, or was there something going on in the culture at the time? And then everyone else, feel free to chime in, interject, because I feel this is this is debatable right here. So Tevin the Fifth, go ahead. You know, I don't know. This is a, a complicated answer for me because when anime got popular, I was in college. So I was I was watching Solo Dola. I really, really wasn't really paying attention to what, you know, everybody else was watching at the time. In my mind, it might have to do something with Avatar The Last Airbender, but, eh, you know, it's not really anime per se. But I got to say three quick things real quick. Talking about what Jaylen was talking about, you know, the first and last time I ever got caught stealing was for Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Like, it was really, like, Yu-Gi-Oh was real, but me and my family, what we mostly did, we was Beyblading everywhere. Like, we was letting it rip on everywhere. And then, uh, I didn't get to say, my, my favorite moment as a kid, it, it always goes back to Digimon for some reason, when Angelmon and Angel Woman shot Ty and Matt with the arrow, and then they warped Digimon. It was in 3D. It was, they put the budget in. They put the budget in. And they, like, you know, like, War Greymon and Metal Groomon, and then the episode just ended. And we were just like, what the fuck was that, man? <laughs> <laughs> it was the greatest moment at, of my childhood, I swear. And then going back to the last topic, you know, when I was growing up, I'm from the hood. You couldn't, you couldn't, we weren't, you could not talk about anime. Like, I you literally had one tab for World Star Hip Hop and another tab for anime. And so when everybody came around, I would switch to the hip hop, wait. And then I would go right back to anime. Like, that's how I literally had to watch it. And then you get older and you realize everybody was watching it this whole time, but nobody wanted to admit it. Like, I know so many people who used to be, a, you know, a part of the bullying process. Years later, they're watching the same thing. They are literally, everybody was watching the same thing. And it just, I guess because you're a kid, it's just, you know, you don't want to be judged for the stuff you like, I guess. Um... But in terms of the topic, I'm not, I'm not, I give a lot of credit. Honestly, I give a lot of credit to Naruto. A lot of credit to Naruto. When Naruto, um, around that, that shoot, that, 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 that time skip and stuff. Uh, and also y'all said that Zabuza thing was the great, no. The greatest Naruto moment of all time is Madara Uchiha versus the Shinobi Alliance. That's literally 15 years after the fact, so... If you were gonna say Gara versus... If you were gonna say Gara versus Rock Lee, I was gonna give you mad props. I was gonna give you mad props, Tevin. It's the pain arc. The pain arc, for sure. It was not Zabuza. Y'all jumping around. Y'all jumping... I'm sorry. pain arc didn't happen when you were in 8th grade. Huh? Pain arc and Madara Uchiha did not happen when we were... In middle school and high school, we're saying that's the best arc. The best arc. We weren't yeah, talking the pain about arc's the, best the best arc. arc. I was like, oh. you, but I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm not sure. All right, but if you want to talk, if you want to talk about the shift, yeah. Um, 
I think I'm going to attribute it to a couple things. One, I want to take credit. Our generation, I think more than any other generation, were the ones who were like, we soaked it in. We were the ones who said like, oh shit, this is cool. Like we were the ones like who watch Yu-Gi-Oh, who watch Pokemon, who watch the big three. Um, we kind of eternalized it and maybe we weren't super open about it. You know, maybe we weren't like out telling the world we were into it. But I think we were the ones who internalized it. After that, it took a while, but we all got social media and it took a couple years, but eventually we all said, we all found each other on social media. We all said like, oh shit, we're all into this. And I think social media kind of helped make it okay. And then not only that, we kind of like laid the groundwork, not only to, you know, make anime cool, to make like things like Funimation and Crunchyroll, you know, want to invest in this kind of thing. Um, but also for like younger brothers, you know, like some people are old enough to have kids who were able to tell them to be like, hey, like you, anime's cool, like no judgment over here. Like I'm your cool older brother, anime's cool. You know what I mean? We like, we were the role models for the younger generation. And then, I don't know if this is the show you're talking about. You know, I think it does take, everybody needs their own. We couldn't just be like, hey, go, go read 500 chapters of One Piece. It's really good. They needed their own. So when that next generation was coming up, 2015, I think you're talking about My Hero. I could be off by a couple uh, years. I'm Ooh. not talking about My Hero, but My Hero definitely helped with the shift, in my opinion. Uh, I think, no, yeah, you, I, you, I would. You think it's you think I, My Hero? I think My Hero became the show that the next generation was able to rally behind and say, like, this is ours. We're into this, and we're super open about it. All right, I'll, I'll I'll say this. I'll say this real quick, and I'm gonna let someone else go ahead and say what they think the shift came from. As a teacher of two years in fifth, one year in third, my hero is very much like probably top tier for these children. These children love my hero academia. Um, they no, were. I'm not saying it's the best. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying it's the best. The... I'm saying yeah, it's there. No, it's this. The generation following us, that's their shit. Yeah, yeah. The, the generation following us, they love my hero. But when we're talking the shift, we're talking about the rest of our generation. How did they find, what let them hop on board? Social what media. was the show that uh, brought them media. on board? Yeah. I'll say, I, there's, so there's two things that I think that happened. Uh, around like the 2013-2015 so one was I would say super when that came back I think a lot of people like gravitated back to oh Dragon Ball Z I've never seen Dragon Ball Z talked about so much before and then people like try to you know go based off of other anime but I want to say that probably no one even thought about but I'm you know, if you know me, you know that I keep up with like I well I used to keep up with like a lot of celebrities and stuff. Celebrities like artists like music artists started putting it in their songs heavy around that time, really really heavy. So you had a lot of regular people coming around thinking, oh yeah, like I heard a line, so I started watching like Yu Yu Hakusho <laughs> or something. Like what are you talking about? I don't even know what song, but it was celebrity influence and fashion as well. You see a lot of fashion with like people wearing a dip, like anime tees and then like, you know, wearing, you know, really big, colorful, like anime looking gear. And it, it's that's like, I would say when 
the local people, like regular people, really got on into it. I do agree. I, think, I, I forgot all about the hip hop influence. I really did. Um, right. Rosa Crafter, were you? Yeah. What's up? Rosa Crafter, were you about to chime in on the hip hop? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to chime in much because, uh, K, um, excuse me, uh, Kane Chris. Kame. Kame. <laughs> Kame Chris, which actually, I literally have the shirt right here that says it. Um, already hit the nail on the head. It, that, to my, in my opinion, is so, it's social media. It's social media, and I mean, celebs are people that people look to. Um, you know, whether it's right or wrong, they look to them, they idolize them. And so once it starts becoming embedded in the culture, um, definitely with lyrics and definitely with people starting to, people our age, you gotta think some of the artists that are popular now are born in 94, born in, you know, born in this 90s time. That's and they openly, they openly include a lot of references. I mean, we just earlier talked about Megan Stalin uh, taking a break in a hyperbolic time chamber was her picture, like up on social media, like her in the hyperbolic time chamber. Like, so when the celebs start putting it out on social media, it went from, it went from watching Jalen go Super Saiyan. Remember that video? If anybody's seen it, oh, um, Jalen, yeah, <laughs> he does your thing at that. To, um, to saying, oh, they dropped a really cool line in the song, or even watching people such as RDC World, for example, um, do comedy and make light out of it and also make it cool. These are all people that are around our age, too. Um, so I think it's just social media just become visible, just with like a lot of other things. And, and, and there's another thing that, uh, um, another point that uh, Kame Chris uh, brought up about Dragon Ball Super coming back. Um, there was a lot of instances of like, around that time period i think the very first instance that it happened because this happened like over the span of like the last decade like from 2000 from 2009 to now that the shift like kind of happened and i think it i i had to do i had to look at my phone real quick um because i think the first time that it happened that something came back or was being redone was like with full metal alchemist brotherhood because oh. full metal alchemist was you know uh, an anime uh, or it was based on a manga but um an anime way back in the day but then it was coming back and then in 20 and that happened in 20 uh, 2009 and then in 2010 um happened um there was um hunter hunt or 2011 hunter hunter was coming out and they had an anime back you know way back at the beginning of the the the, the century and then it's like oh we're, do, we're doing, redoing this and then you know dragon ball super like came out like a couple years later and then not only that the uh, naruto was ending like in 2014 that's when they announced it they said naruto's ending that's it no more and that was one you know one of the big three people were finally like oh i think at that point people were saying you know i don't care this thing is ending I'm not gonna hide it anymore. Like we, it's cool to you know to to read manga, to watch anime, to do you know to to do things like that. And they were a lot more open about it because I think once people found out that all oh, these things aren't gonna go on forever, they were like, might as well enjoy it while it's here. And I think there's also oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say a re- I was just gonna say a resurgence, but go ahead, Dr. Jace. No, um. I mean, I, I do agree that like, a lot of the because it's it's funny that um that Nino was pointing that stuff out about like a lot of the shows that were making resurgences back in like the early 2010s, uh and I mean Dragon Ball Super I guess back then it was like Dragon Ball Z because it 
It didn't transition into super yet, yeah. but like the they thing. were they were doing the movies, right? And they were like, mm-hmm. oh wow, Dragon Ball Z is coming back. The the author's coming back. I, I think outside of the popular shows that we were all familiar with, I I honestly, in my opinion, I, I attribute like that um, that interest in anime again to one particular show, and to me that was Attack on Titan. Yes. Yep. The yep. reason why the reason why I say Attack on Titan, whether or not you know you might you might like Attack on Titan, you might not. It, it, it doesn't matter about the quality of the 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 plot and everything, but I think. As a medium, Attack on Titan, it really blew up to the degree where people that didn't even watch anime growing up, they were interested in Attack on Titan. You had all these people, you had news stations talking about it, like this new hit show. And, you know, you had some ignorant uh, newscaster saying, this new cartoon for kids is uh, blowing up on social media. (laughs) We all knew that wasn't for kids. Oh, no. (laughs) But... I think that show really opened a lot of people's eyes to like how anime can be portrayed because we're kind of used to, you know, your Dragon Ball Z's, your Naruto's, and they kind of have a formula to them. You know, you have the main character, they get stronger by believing in themselves, going through a training montage. And we enjoyed that stuff growing up, but as you see it over and over again, it kind of got formulaic and you kind of expected certain things like, you didn't like you didn't expect Naruto to lose a limb in like chapter 40 or something. Um, but when Attack on Titan happened, I think that was where people really saw okay, anime can look really good, like animation wise, it, it can look as good as a movie. Um, it can be gory as hell, like really gory. And I think what attracted a lot of people, and I think Grandmaster Hoop can attest to this because we have some friends that were like this. I think Attack on Titan kind of toned down the the comedy part in mm. anime where we had some friends that we knew growing up that couldn't get into anime because they didn't like the joking part of it. They didn't like the, you know, the big teardrop on the side of their head when they're like nervous or whatever. Or when Nami's mouth grows like 10 feet wide because she's screaming at Luffy for, be- for being stupid. Um, I think Attack on Titan toned that down to a degree where someone could actually watch a serious show with some jokes in there now and then and really say, oh, wow, I can I can watch this alongside my Game of Thrones uh, season watches, you know? So I think once Attack on Titan dropped and really blew up the medium, people started realizing, oh, yeah, like I'm really into... You know, my, my, you remember Dragon Ball Z? Oh, that was a really good show. Oh, did you know they're making a new movie? And it was just a domino effect after that. Social media, everything piled in. I'm the, the center of it for me was Attack on Titan. I think that's what caused that resurgence in popularity. Well said. Well said. 100%. 100%. Yep. And, I, and uh, I would like to piggyback off that because you're absolutely right. Uh, it was just so mature in theme that, you know, we were... I, okay, so all y'all said, you know, uh, I think uh, Rose said it and uh, Hooper Lino said it with the visibility of it, you know, um, with social media and, you know, celebrities putting it on a platform. Uh, so now it's visible. But during like the 2010s, anime became really accessible. So Attack on Titan, Attack on Titan, and I know Dr. Mondo and Nino can attest to this because I remember y'all would come over to, you know, Night Circle all the time. And we just, you know, talk about whatever. And we would watch this stuff. 
streaming streaming is huge yeah as far as uh you know accessibility and attack on titan season one was only on netflix and that was back when everybody was sharing their netflix password uh <laughs> yeah. my brother my brother uh wherever he may be he gave i had his netflix account and it was so easy to put people on to attack on titan because it's on netflix the whole season one was right there and that's 26 episodes of pure greatness and we had entered a culture where binging was huge and people wanted story and so not only did attack on titan you were allowed to binge it and it had a great story i would like to say episode i would tell people get to episode five episode five and you're hooked and that was the episode yes. where aaron got eaten and everybody was like they they pulled an ed stark in five episodes <laughs> they <laughs> they killed the main character in five episodes so i 100 percent agree with you attack on titan opened the door you know uh, then you had, you know, Dragon Ball Z and all that to lean back on. Well, mm -hmm. if you hopped on Attack on Titan right away, remember, people were, uh, people were, you know, anxious for five years before season two. Oh, God. So, yeah. they had to, they had to, uh, they had to go have find two, I have two quick questions. I have two quick questions. Go so ahead. Dr. Jason's point, um, the first thing is, do you think Attack on Titan... Uh, was a lot of a shock factor too uh, and let me rephrase that by okay streaming accessibility but you know I'm hearing a lot of our stories of jumping into certain um, animes and about how you know we were young we probably shouldn't have been watching some of the animes we watched when we were kids so you know at first when Dr. J said you know Attack on Titan as the one I'm thinking kids I'm like wait but kids can't watch Attack on Titan <laughs> then I thought of myself as a kid and somebody saying, okay, you shouldn't watch that. And the shock and awe of it grabs the younger audiences and the older audiences into like, they're reading the story and stuff, but the shock and the Titans and everything is getting actually younger audience to look at it as well, even they, though they might not uh, be supposed to because of the streaming. So my quick, my quick uh, point is, is, do you think it's the shock factor of Attack on Titan as well that makes it that? imprint on culture i i think that played a pretty big role in the shock value and it's funny that you say like you know oh should kids be watching that i had like a cousin that was like nine eight years old i met him like a couple times like i think like in 2015 or so and i remember when i saw him uh this little guy he would sing he wouldn't know the lyrics but he would sing the attack on titan theme song to the best just out of nowhere he could be like eating his food and he'll be like hey you're not awesome. yeah, you're not awesome. <laughs> you know like he's singing it and i'm like is that attack on titan you watch that show he loves it he, he probably shouldn't be watching it but he he has access to it um so there were kids like you know past the generation beyond us that were you know watching shows like that same thing with us you know we were watching like back then, Dragon Ball Z was the taboo show. You got aliens bleeding purple blood. Purple blood is kind of demonic in a way. <laughs> so, um, but I think with Attack on Titan, it was the shock factor because Grandmaster Hoop even alluded to it. Uh, it they pulled a Ned Stark, you know, because 
they showed that you know there's a there, some of these shows can be really gory a lot of blood in it and they they, they pulled a net stark they killed off the main character well quotation marks they killed off the main character in the fifth episode and that just came as a shock to everyone because no one really expects that um the same with you know game of thrones season one no one expected one of the main characters to just die off and then the story continues after that so i think it was the shock factor just, just you know a factor in it i think it did play a role in people realizing wow there's so much more that we've been missing out on you know Sailor Moon never did well the English dub of Sailor Moon never did this. I don't remember this. So yeah, that's what I think at least. I remember my partner's jaw dropping to the floor when she saw um Aaron's mom literally be taken out by a Titan. She was joking on me. She was like, Oh, this is so dramatic. And I'm like, I'm mean, you watch drama all the time. It's just not animated. <laughs> but then Aaron's Aaron's mom gets, you know, chomped and her jaw dropped to the floor and she's like that shock made her say okay let me peel back and actually listen to the story here uh, and so now she's watching the story and actually keeping up with the story so it just makes me think uh, from that perspective too and then my second one is we talk a lot about accessibility and social media but i'm thinking in my head like back then there wasn't anime anime in america came in the 1960s. I mean, it came back in Astro Boy, technically, right? Astro Boy was one of the A early Astro ones. Astro Boy, Speed uh, Racer. That was the 60s. Speed that was Racer, the 60s. yeah. Um, and I just wonder, like, it, obviously it wasn't as popular, but, like, people our age, like, feeling the same way and then maybe having some, or maybe not because they couldn't, but it's just not as accessible, so we don't actually get to see it but that there were large communities because it lived since the 60s. So there had to be enough to, to pull it into America so long. It's just once the 90s started picking up and technology started picking up, it started getting more wide stream bigger than that. So it just yeah. makes me think like my, my dad knew what Dragon Ball was uh, when I came to him. He knew what it was. He wasn't as heavily invested. But when I came, I said, hey, I was this, this kid with a monkey tail. He's like, oh, yeah, it's Dragon Ball. It's the 80s to him. Right. So, um, so yeah, it makes me think like accessibility is wild, but it makes me think that that, that these groups exist were like hiding in a sense, like you said, they weren't accessible. Yeah. I, yeah. No. I go ahead, Chris. Oh yeah, I was gonna add I'm to that. Mayor Chris. Say, um, <laughs> I was gonna add to that and say, um, you you gotta have like I would say like an uncle or somebody. That wasn't, you know, your actual parent, but a few years younger at the time that like would show you some crazy stuff. I, my uncle used to show me some really, it may not have been anime, but he used to show me some really crazy stuff. Like, uh, I remember my first actual, like, um, well, I think it was a Chinese movie, actually. I don't think it was Japanese. And that was like my first, I had to be like three years old. And he had, you know, a bunch of tapes and he used to watch these like religiously and putting that in I'm like why are these people's voices distorted in every single tape but it was the coolest thing they're like there it's the it's the freaking 90s and you're seeing people like flying in the air and like taking swords out real swords and like you know like slicing trying to slice at each other and then it's like some intricate story but if you don't have that like um opening to like see you know even like the background of anime because I was my uncle told me he was like hey that's like the story of Wukong talking to, like when i used to watch dragon ball z 
So he used to say that, and I'm like, well, I have no idea what that is until I got older and I learned about the journey to the West. So you really wouldn't have like any access into like the real like origins of everything, even including Dragon Ball at a certain time. It was here really early, but it just wasn't accessible unless you had that really obsessive, you know, crazy <laughs> uncle or, you know, somebody that was just like of age, but not really of age, but had just about everything. And even, you know, like going back to um, Rose Point, as far as, you know, growing up, like when you grow up in the hood, I grew up like in the hood until I was about eight years old. And then I moved over to Brandon Seffner. But yeah, people just don't know about it. Like and nobody knows about anime or whatever. So it, you have to be a really particular person back then to even care to like know about anime which makes the you know even those people back then like my uncle watching attack on titans now is like a oh my god like this has changed so much since i like everybody's watching this i had to get a tape to see t this type of violence you know there's no way i was watching this like in public and it's it's like the way that <laughs> it's like the way that it progressed you know like with him you know my mom like Oh, you know, my brother watches this, so I just she just let me watch anything. So and no, nothing was off limits. I just saw whatever and however. So it was just, yeah, you have to be in a very particular, you know, like environment to like see everything. Yeah, no, um, I totally agree with uh, what a lot of people are saying. Um, just thinking about like accessibility. Yeah, you know, if you think about like these poor communities that can be disproportionately black you know it's like if that household has one tv in the living room like good luck being eight years old saying like i want to watch you know uh <laughs> tsunami from 8 8 p.m to 12 p.m you know what i mean like a saturday night you know what i mean like good luck you know what i mean so if you think about today where you know poor or not you know a kid could have like an iphone or an ipad and accessibility to crunchyroll or just youtube and just like maybe they're not even watching anime they're watching those top 10 lists that are talking about anime you know what i mean it's just like there's just so much more accessibility for kids these days it's just like so i think that ties into that 2015 you know it's funny i feel like when we look back at 2015 you know historians and people who are smarter than me um who are studying anime just so happens um i think they are going to point to like this kind of everything we've been men mentioning like it's like you're right because i do remember attack on titan like by that time i was like deep in college and like just completely like arm's length away from anime i think i was reading one piece but that was it um but like you know my brother may god rest his soul um he showed me like um he showed me Attack on Titan. I remember being like, "Oh shit, this is this is real." But if you think about about back then, you know that is that is like this weird uh, gathering of Attack on Titan. You know, being a show that you know nerds can show people who might not normally be interested in to anime. That's the end of Naruto. I think that's like One Piece's time skip. You know, which was like you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, spoiler, spoiler, the death of Ace, you know what I mean? Like, huge moment in One Piece. Um, hope I didn't ruin that for anybody here, but, um, <laughs> you know, you know, One Piece is going steady, Naruto is ending, um, you know, you have all this accessibility, it just, you know, all these animes are coming back, Dragon Ball Super, it just feels like that was like a really weird time 
where you know anime really could like make this monumental shift uh more than any other time i could think of yeah no i can't attribute another time where yeah it was as uh what's the pro uh profound i can't think of another time as it being profound as like 2014 2015 and so here we are and now we have this new age i guess for anime as a whole and the culture is now shifted it's different you can be out and open <laughs> about your love for these shows and people are now hopping on all these old shows that we used to watch uh, just look at this past quarantine year with Avatar The Last Airbender. I've never seen so many people invested in Avatar The Last Airbender. That's not even anime. Is it, oh, oh, it, is it not an anime? Is it not an anime, though? Listen, uh, listen. No, wait, wait, wait. That's wait, wait, another, wait. Hold on, I'm, not, I'm just using it as a jumping point. Anime adjacent. Anime influenced. It is heavily anime influenced. I see you. I see uh, you. Uh, just let Don't me forget open Teen up Titans. the next topic. Go ahead, go let ahead. me open. Did you say the Teen Titans? Is that what I you was said? Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Heavily anime influence again. You're you guys remember that That's, that's So Raven spinoff? Did anybody remember Corey that? Corey in the Corey House. In the house? That was wow. heavily anime inspired. No, that wasn't anime. anime. That wasn't anime at all. Interesting. <laughs> Bunch of trolls. I wonder what sparked that. Listen, all oh, I'm man. saying is we are now in a new age. And I would like to know, how does this new age look like? What differences do you see in people? What is the fandom like now? Dr. Mondo, can you open this up? What have you noticed in this new age? What has shifted? And what comes quick to your mind when you want to talk about what is different from how things were before? First of all, the openness. The open, the, you can be talking with whoever a complete stranger and you can easily mention at like anime in the conversation and it's like hey it becomes a point a topic of conversation that just spans there it's like they're not and every a, a complete another complete stranger can just hear you from the other side it's like oh you watched that show too and it's like and that's it there's like game of just like when you're talking about game of thrones and all these types of series like you find so much common ground in those uh, in anime to just spark on, uh, spark conversations there's no hiding it anymore even like even the people that like go to comic cons that dress up they're like you can see a person just walking about with an akatsuki jacket uh <laughs> where <laughs> now now with demon slayer oh or uh survey corpse jacket and like a lot of people know what the hell it's from, and it's like they're like, "Oh, look, that's cool. It's fat. Like it's fashion. It looks really cool." Like it's already become a part of our culture. Every like it's ingrained in different parts of our culture. Fashion, uh, even me uh, music, celebrities. Hell, even Bad Bunny referenced Itachi in a new song. Bad Bunny. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't know that one. <laughs> a very new song. He referenced Itachi, and I'm like, whoa, bro. <laughs> so it's like, it's everywhere. Anime has become, it's become globalized. It's not just a particular niche in entertainment. It's now, it is entertainment. It is everywhere, and you can see it everywhere. 
I just want to jump in um, when you say the the survey core jacket. Um, we were in Glee Club together, uh, Antonio. Uh, I'm sorry, Dr. Mondo, um, and uh, Grandmaster Hoop. And uh, shout out to in 2014, we knew this kid named Ricky, and Ricky showed up one day to Glee Club rehearsal in full survey core attire <laughs> with. With the um, what do you call it? The blades and the the wow. things around his hips, and his hair was even like cut to to look like Aaron's. Um, really so shout like out to Ricky. Shout yeah, out. shout out to Ricky. Um, but that that's all I'm gonna give him credit for because. Uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> all right, all right. No, but that's basically my take on how the culture has changed and and again like jumping like going a little bit back on what you all said the accessibility of anime made all this possible and obviously yeah attack on titan like when you put all it was like a huge melting pot you had accessibility you had social media in a way the college environment because college isn't like high school like high school you're very preoccupied like oh my god popularity i have to be like, I have to be the cool kid in town. Everyone has to like me. College is a lot more anonymous, in a way. Like, it's such a huge... They just threw you in with a batch of a lot of strangers. And you're like, I don't know more than 90% of the people that I'm here. I'm just another person in the crowd. So you you really think you can do whatever the hell you want. And no one's, no one's going to say anything because, hell, I don't know half of these people. And they're not even going to notice me. So when you put that college environment of our generation and then all that is bubbling up and then you threw Attack on Titan, which Attack on Titan, the animation style was completely different from a lot of animes that came before. It was very detailed. The action scenes were amazing. It was very serious, uh, gory. It even had like, it, it was more real, even though it was in a fantasy world, kind of, a post-apocalyptic world. It was like the recipe, like, hey, now anime is cool. It's not taboo anymore. Now it's the shit. It's like, you're cool if you watch anime now. So, yeah, it's like I was going back there. But that's basically my take on all that. I'll just add about, like, your college point. It's, like, it's like funny because it's, like, you're right. Like, you know, college is, like, kind of this more open environment to be yourself. But it's also because it's, if you go to, like, a public university, you know, there's, it could be up to, like, you know 40,000 people there um it's like even with that huge number it's like your pool is bigger but yet you're able to find like your people somehow it's just like you're able to find like the people who like anime and are like you and you know um I just think back to my high school experience you know I went to high school with um I never remember their code names but I'm an admiral so it's okay but a couple people on here and um yeah, I felt like the classes below me, I think the further you got away from my class, like the more, you know, people you could probably be friends with who liked anime. But in terms of my pickings, they were pretty slim. You looked around and it was like, you know, that that one creepy kid with like the trench coat and like the curly hair. And you were like, you kind of didn't know what their deal was. and But you knew they were into anime and that was like the only kid. So you're kind of like... All right, I might just keep this to myself. Um, you know, I probably see a therapist, make sure I'm not like heading down the wrong path or anything like that. Um, you know, pickings were slim, uh, depending on like your class and your high school. Um, 
and like college really does like open the door for you able to find you know <laughs> kids who aren't in trench coats and stuff like that <laughs> who also like anime yeah completely agree with that completely agree yeah, i do yeah. agree a lot of it was the availability too because like i mean just as an example um demon slayer the new movie came out a couple weeks ago and that movie's availability i think it was available like you could watch it in theaters for like two weeks right or something close to that back then in theaters yeah i think it's still out um and but like back then for an anime movie you got like maybe a day you got one day like and that's it that or or one showing you got one showing and it was probably not dubbed or it was forced to be dubbed and it was like at 11 o'clock at night there was an exception, I think, to that rule. I think it was the Yu-Gi-Oh movie. I was gonna say the Yu-Gi-Oh movie. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the trading card. Oh, that you Pokemon! Got. The Pokemon, the first movie. Oh, that's right. Sure. No, all Pokemon movies had good uh, showings, I think. Yeah. Right, they did. Yeah. They did. The po- and the Yu-Gi-Oh Pokemon movie was and, uh, made by the American animators for four kids. Yeah, four yeah. kids. Four kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, the, again, that was back when before. They were anime. They were just Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon. The anime, the anime that were not anime. The anime, yes, perfect way to put it. But yeah, like you're right. Um, Demon Slayer is like one of the highest grossing. It's the highest grossing yeah. Japanese film of all time. It's the highest grossing R-rated animated film. Which I mean, there's not a lot, but it's grossing over like five hundred. Is that right? Million. It's the yes, number it, one of all time. Yeah, up, number one Japanese film of all time, which is weird of because I all we, time we, we, we be talking about yes, like, every Studio Ghibli movie, it just hopped right over. Yeah, exactly. yes. It trumped every Studio Ghibli. Yes, yes. That's because yes. of accessibility. Off, that's the yeah, state of the culture now. Accessibility. That's, that's why. Because you want to know why? Because we've been talking about anime, but specifically anime series, but we yeah. haven't even touched on like films and well, like Ghibli that's was a, here. That's another, like, that's another conversation. Completely. Yeah. That is another because it's anime. No, it's you're anime. no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And yeah. I know Hooperlino's big on Ghibli, but think about it. As we just since we're talking about movies now, Demon Slayer had a following. Ghibli has his name alone as his following, but people who you know came out for Demon Slayer, they were that was their season two opener, uh, right there. That yeah. movie. Yeah, I was, was gonna I was gonna yeah. uh, bring that up. I was gonna say that this is probably one of the first times. I if I'm wrong, I can't like think about any anime movie but i think this is like one of the first movies that actually went on screen and that is a part of like the actual anime the and canon continues well and nice. it's not going to be remade like this is like the actual like oh you have to see the movie to like continue the uh, anime because i was gonna i was gonna say dragon ball super the two movies yeah. like, like they they kind of led into the new like if you want to call Super like a season of Dragon Ball, let's say, kind of led on, but they also touched upon it lightly then in they, the series. They definitely opened the door. They definitely but, opened, yeah, the door. opened the door. But, yeah, yeah, but, but I, would um, say, if, I would say just like with Super, I mean, you didn't have to watch the movie. You could have just watched the anime and been like, oh, here, yeah, this is it. But like for this, you know, you actually have to watch the movie to understand what's going on. I think this is the first time. I, me personally, I, I can't think of any other time that, you know, it's not a side movie. Like, it's not like, oh, like, we're never going to talk about Celebi again, you know? Like, <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, it's just. 
I mean, well, I mean, that's true, though, because, like, a lot of... Because there were anime movies when we were growing up based on, like, the shows that we watched, but a lot of them were kind of, like, just one-hit wonders, you know? Like, they introduced a villain, villain's dead by the end of the movie, done. <laughs> Next. And that, that was pretty much it. I think, like, again, the same period that we're talking about, like, 2013, early 2010s, that was where I think even the animation side, like, you know, in Japan, they started realizing... People really like the movies and shows that are still somewhat tied to the original story and yeah. have even the original author involved, whether it's he's writing it or he's producing it or he's somehow involved. I think that's when they realize, okay, let's actually kind of put effort <laughs> into these movies. Yeah. And uh, and then we get a movie like Demon Slayer, but breaking box office numbers from Japan. It's, it's crazy. No, go, like, go look up the numbers if you are a disbeliever still. Who I'm looking it up now. It's crazy. They did it in the <laughs> middle of a pandemic. It makes no sense. Movie that I that it's not that kind of tight. It really ends it. That's and it's canon. Is Naruto the last? Ah, uh, okay. Naruto. Yeah. Naruto, right, Naruto, Naruto the last did have a theatrical release. Yeah. And it's the and it. If you don't watch Naruto the last, you really don't know the complete ending of. Naruto, like. Well, you you missed that whole Hinata. Yeah. Naruto. Kind of like, and the fuck Boruto, but it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said it. Someone needed to say. It. Somebody had to say it. <laughs> I I gotta have a conversation. Why the hell fuck to fuck Boruto? Like fuck that guy. That's like. That's fair. But yeah, like Naruto, the last is the movie that to end Naruto. And it is the only canon movie of all the Naruto movies, in, like Naruto and the Shippuden movies. All the other are just like, oh, look, a side villain right there. They, they kind of try to tie in into the the lore of the of the world, but it doesn't pack a pun as much of a punch because it's like, we know this didn't happen. <laughs> exactly. And that was always the problem with anime movies because Japan used to just pump out those movies Dragon Ball Z has a ton of them, and finally they made Broly canon with this last movie. And, and, and uh, my, myself, Dr. Jace, and Kame Chris, uh, that was like the middle of the week where we... Kame Chris drove all the way from Tampa, and we watched that movie, uh. and I'm telling you, that theater was not only packed with like diehard oh DBC God. fans like you just had people in there who that was an experience oh like, like, yes. like when I saw it it was packed it was packed no no not a seat available not same, a seat available. same here same down here in Puerto Rico not a seat available and, and like, I know I know Rose he watches that Broly fight uh, apparently once a month is that right you said I watched it I watched it this morning Okay. <laughs> I really watched it this morning. What an amazing fight. It just popped up on quota. my thumbnail and I said, let's go. He about to throw them hands again. Let's do it. It was amazing. It was amazing. So now you got these films. They're really investing a lot of money into the qualities of these films, like Dr. J said. Um, Tevin the Fifth, you've been often, often quiet. Uh, what you got circulating? No, I was just taking it in. You know, I'm weird because I, I have a a love-hate relationship with the accessibility. I'm happy that, you know, you can go to the movie theater now and watch these movies and, you know, it's not so hard to find, but I just feel like when, let's just call it Hollywood, when they see something like, oh, there's a market here, now it's just like, 
I gotta go to Funimation to watch this. I gotta go to Crunchyroll to watch this. I gotta go to Amazon to watch this. And it's like, it's, it, 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 it can be a little bit, um, just, just overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, overwhelming. And you know, and also on the flip side of that, it took away how I, now I don't know if I'm allowed to say this or not, but you know, back in the day, you used to go to your anime too and be able to just have all your anime right there. But now all those websites- We are not affiliated with pirated sites. <laughs> and all, all those websites are gone now you know and if you do find one you got they all got pop-ups or viruses and stuff like that back in the day it used to be just really easy to find a website where you can just watch all that stuff and now it just it seems a little convoluted but with that being said without it being more mainstream you know we wouldn't have this amazing season of Castlevania we just had. We wouldn't have we wouldn't have the Voltron. Uh, I don't know if y'all watched the new Voltron that came out. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. So amazing. So amazing. Or you know the Dragon Princes or the uh, uh, it, it's it's it just I'm grateful, uh, but at the same time it's like it's it's a mixed bag as a as an older watcher. You know, it's a mixed bag for me. But I'm happy. I'm happy that now that these days at least people can say I watch this and it's not a big thing because. People are really ashamed of saying that, you know, they like anime. And I had to be like, bro, there's just, there's something in there for everybody. You know, I think about, um, well, y'all was talking about like back in the day, the accessibility. I won't talk about that earlier, but I just forgot. But you know, in the early nineties, you know, you had, you had Berserk, you had um, Conan, you had Flame of Wrecker, Saint Seiya, um, all these, Dragon Ball, all these things were out at the time. But, you know, you just had no, and they were super popular, but you just had no way to get to them. And, you know, oh, oh, um, and then one more thing, we're talking about inappropriate. I don't know if you guys remember the movie Ninja Scroll. Yes. That sounds familiar, yeah. Yes. Woo! Oh, I, God. <laughs> I found that, that, that movie on TV, but it was so good and it was so adult. And I was like, okay, you know, I, I, I see why people really, really get into this because you know, with anime, there's something there for everybody. So, like I said, I appreciate even there's something there for everybody. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I appreciate the um the mainstreamness. I love being able to go to the movies to watch this stuff. But I mean, catch twenty two. I'm happy. It's growing. It's gonna keep growing. And the more stuff we get, the happier I am. Digimon twenty twenty just came out, and so I, I probably wouldn't have had that without you know this resurgence and stuff. Check it out. Yeah. That's all. all right. That hey, well said. Well said. So I think we're all in agreement. The culture is shifting in a positive route, and a lot more fans are now being introduced. A lot more people are now open to the prospect that there is an anime out there for everyone. So with that said, I want us to go around and just go ahead. You know, for anybody listening to our cast today, what show would you recommend? Whether it be something you're watching now. Or if you want to give them a recommendation for an introduction into this world or, you know, just a personal favorite. What would you recommend to people? And I'm going to go ahead. Maybe he'll leave after this. But Hooperlino, uh, what would you go ahead and recommend to a, either a newcomer or what are you watching right now that you find very enjoyable? Thank you, Grandmaster Hoop. But no, thank you. I'm not ready. So you're going to have to go elsewhere. Okay, um, Rose. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Tevin the fifth. Go ahead and pop it off. I'm about to just, I, 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 I stop popping my head. 
you know, Akame got killed, Parasite, um, Ooh, Parasite, Into the Abyss, uh, Sword Art Online, um, wait, Into the Abyss or Made in Abyss? Made in Abyss, I'm sorry, Made in Abyss, Made in Abyss. Okay. Oh, oh, um, What's the show? The Problem is Neverland season one, not season two. Yeah. Ah, season. <laughs> Be careful with straight, season two. Be jump careful. straight to the manga after the end of season one. Tama, I think Nino the uh, Plazado had something to say about your sword art comment. Yeah, well, you said sword art online. I, I just want to make sure that you say it with your chest now, because uh, who? That's some. That's some hot trash. Right there, so not online. What? Online had one good episode. Had one good episode in season one, and then they forgot exactly what it was like. Oh, Asuka and whoever. Look, uh, Kirito is not the Black Swordsman. He's just another ripoff of Guts, who can like dual wield. Guts can't dual wield. Kevin, no, Kevin, uh, Tevin, Tevin, we're going to give you time to rebuttal, and then we're going to move on to the next <laughs> recommendation. And also, I want to say Hunter x Hunter, but that's everybody's favorite. But the reason why I say BS, I understand the point that you're trying to make, but this is the formula with, with Sword Art Online. And also, Sword Art Online is one of the best animated animes out there. It's like, you know, you have like Fate Stay Night with their animation level, and then you have like Sword Art Online type oh, stuff. No, oh, but Night Unlimited Blade Works is something beautiful. else. Beautiful. That, that is, is something else. In between Face Day Night and Demon Slayer, that's some of the best animation I've ever seen. But my point is, with Sword Art, they have this like weird little formula. Like, uh, all the seasons. The first half is amazing. The second half is, uh. You go to season two, the first it's half trash. is amazing. The second half is, uh. The movie is great. The new, the 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 new one, Alicization. What are, I don't know the Alicization is better. Alicization, yeah. now that's good. Alicization is great beautiful. because it actually, for the first time, mm-hmm. gives Kirito a fucking personality, a fucking flaw. There's like, a lot of back and forth on this sword art topic. Y'all sure you were gonna recommend this to people? Yes, absolutely. I will always recommend it. You just said the second half was bad, and he said. No. No, it doesn't take into a whole nother thing for him to get a character. Sword Art Online is really digestible for a, a new coming anime watcher. I, I would I, say I'll agree to that. I'll agree to okay. that. Like back back in the day when I was just getting into anime, like for college, like when I was like re-getting into anime, Sword Art Online used to be like it used to be the shit. Like it used to be I was like, oh my god, Sword Art Online is amazing. And then I realized that it was just a knockoff of everything else that came before it. And I was like, all right, I can move past I- it. All right, look, I hate to cut y'all off. We talking too much about sword art. I'm just going to go clockwise on my screen. So, Dr. Mondo, some recommendations, personal favors. What you, what would you uh, try to introduce someone into with this world? Okay, like introduce someone. Like, if we're going to look for, if you don't want to watch like all of One Piece, all of Naruto, or you want to see something more new in that kind of, in that kind of genre, that's pretty similar. Black Clover is a pretty good place to start. Black Clover, it's knights, fantasy, magic. Really, it has it has comedy there. Good action, great animation. Um, if and you want, it gets better over time. It gets, what? It gets better over time. And it gets be- it is progressively better every mm-hmm. time you see it. Like each episode. Um, if you want something more serious, there are a lot of good Netflix animes there. Uh, Akame Ga Kill is Akame Ga Kill is not like the the best anime out there, but it is a really it's a 
if you want to start out uh, anime, it's great. And you're going to have a great time watching it. That's another shock value anime. Uh, uh, yes. If you want a very serious, like a serious, maybe tear-jerking anime, if you're more of like, okay, I like, I, I'm not much of an action person, and it's on Netflix, Violet Evergarden. Violet Evergarden, the animation is one of the most beautiful I've ever seen. And if you're into like drama or tear-jerking, that's an anime for you. Uh, so something for everybody, huh? Uh, let's see what else. Oh, you don't have to give us your whole repertoire. No, no, okay, but yeah, that's like those are great anime to start out, and it's also there. But well, new anime that has come out this season that are pretty good, and that VV Fluoride Eye Song, it is amazing. That, like ahead, just Tim. just think about. Uh, Terminator and Detroit Become Human kind of messed in together with a beautiful animation and a beautiful plot line. And I think Tevin the Fifth wants to say something. Yeah, Tevin, <laughs> it's okay to fanboy. Go ahead. I, thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, I just wouldn't feel good if I didn't mention Slime. Reincarnated Slime. The dad, oh, yeah. It just, yeah. You, you said Re current season. Slime is great. Slime is amazing. Slime is great. I, I've heard of that. And ReZero. If you're watching for a for a good isekai anime, for those who do not know of our viewers, isekai is that the protagonist is transported to another world. ReZero is an amazing isekai anime to start because it breaks the mold of isekai anime and goes from zero to a hundred extremely quick and will always keep you on your feet. Plus Goblin Slayer is another good one if you like the zero to a hundred. I really hope the viewers are taking notes, but good thing they could rewind and whatnot. Because uh, Dr. Mondo, you just dropped like I think ten. But thank you, Dr. Mondo. Thank you, uh, Tevin the Fifth. Uh, if you are a dissenter for any of these mentioned, please speak up. Uh, let's give it to Rose the Crafter. Uh, Rose, uh, any recommendations for the people out there? What are you uh, watching? Right now? I mean, I just, I don't know. Recommendations is tough because it's really dependent on the person and what they're into. Pick, I guess if, you could pick, if you could pick one. I, I can't pick general. one. I can't pick right, one. But what I will just, say is that I, I'm personally coming off of the Demon Slayer movie um, and Demon Slayer. Now, I, I personally enjoy, I'm, I'm enjoying Demon Slayer and, and looking forward to the future as far as anime-wise. Um, so in my opinion, it, I feel like that's a good one to jump into and kind of realize. Don't start with the movie, though. Don't start with the movie. Do no, not start with the no, movie. Uh, the movie is, the second half is great to me. The first half, I could really care less for. That's honestly true. Um, but they might, I don't know. I don't know. Let me not say that. But what I will say is this as far as recommendations. I want to first say thank you to you all. Um, Y'all brought up great recommendations, but also um, Nino said resurgence i'm hearing words like resurgence as in like we love these things we started to enjoy these things and then we kind of put them away you know i heard Huglino say arms link these words of where it kind of went away for whatever reason um and then it came back to us so my only recommendation is just to be open be open um shout out to all of you all the 4345 crew my because they 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 presented so many opportunities for me to experience different anime. And I think that's the big thing. And so 
as we live in in a society where we're challenging a lot of things, where we're being strong in our identities and trying to figure it out at the same time, which I encourage you to do so. Don't be like us in high school. Be stand firm in what you believe in and show out. And while a lot of us did that in our own ways, we did it in different ways. But if it's anime, your thing, be be strong in that. Um, but my recommendation is is be open to stuff. If you're a person that enjoys art, look at some stuff that has beautiful artwork first. Look at look at a movie. Look at a Studio Ghibli movie, for example. Look at Spirited Away, for example. You know, look at that, for example, and see how you feel. See how you feel. How does that connect with you? If you want a little mix of shock and something like that, then then look at your Attack on Titans. Then look at your what you call it. If you if if you want to just see straight up action and then see if a story comes with it, um, then you could do a Dragon Ball Z. You can even go to my hero. You can really go. I don't want anybody that wants to go to something popular and then work their way back. Because in my opinion, if you start with the the older stuff is great, but if you start with the newer stuff and peel back, it becomes more palatable, I think, to me. Because the animation is better. You know, they tighten up some story beats sometimes. So like that little flash of new inspires you to go back and then really appreciate um, the story that the old has to offer. So. My recommendation is just to be open to the experience of anime and, and find out which one is yours. Try different ones. Don't find one. Try all that we suggested or half or two or three and, and make sure they're vastly different from each other so you can get a feel. I wish you would have closed. So that next time we have recommendation. Yes. That was yes. Uh, well crafted. <laughs> ah, that's why they he's a crafter. Ah. Uh, Nino de Plazado, gonna be hard to follow up, but go ahead. <laughs> so I, um, I have a couple of recommendations. I, I think that was beautiful that um, you know Rose that that came out of your your mouth. So I 100% agree. I you know I'm 100% behind that. Um, if you find something because this anime is such a large, um, vast ocean, you'll find something you'll like. Um, because anime isn't a genre. Anime is just a style. Um, so you'll find something you'll like and, it, and it's been really experimental for years now like a lot of the things that we're seeing in Attack on Titan um, was probably done by um, by Code Geass probably like years before um, I don't recommend Code Geass um, if you're just starting out I recommend Code Geass if you have you know if you've seen a couple of shows already because um, the, the joy in that is you know you're seeing how it's a mech high school slice of life and a death note all in one anime um with you know like a healthy amount of fan service so like if you're uh, you have to get used to that because sometimes they really just shove it in your face and you just have to deal with it um but some of the things that i recommend i recommend um probably spirited away from ghibli um classic it's really great to see to show you a master do, using the form um i would say your name another movie um really great anime um and it's a little bit more serious a little bit more romantic um i and then i will have erased as well as a series um very easily watchable um one season has a very tight story really great animation um it will have you hooked like to your seat asking you what's gonna come next um, and I think the final one is probably um, Yu Yu Hakusho for um, just an introduction to Shonen. I think it does so many things that Shonen 
is you know known for well um it has a really interesting first arc that you know kind of gets dropped um but it's one of the older shows that still stands up today. You can skip the last arc because he, he kind of gave up instead of writing Hunter Hunter um, at that point. But um, those are my recommendations. Oh, gosh, Tevin the Fifth. It's okay. Just relax. We can deep dive you, you Haka Show, another time. Don't skip that last season. <laughs> Don't skip it. Don't. Right. Don't they do another tournament arc? Yes. Yes, I remember, right? Mm. right? Yeah. I think so. I never got there. I never got Since there. we're talking skip, uh, skip Game of Thrones if you've never seen it. Save yourself your trouble. All right. <laughs> uh, coming, from the man, coming from the man who was hey, the Hey, 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 we got to finish the final finish. season as if he we was a true fan. So you can hop no, on. I, I that I did, that I recapped whatever I missed. And was still disappointed by the finals. You know what? That has nothing to do with anything. You I don't know what you're talking about. We are digressing. We could have a Game of Thrones retro piece another time, and you could give your point. Uh, Dr. Jace, go ahead. Oh, man. I mean, recommendations. I mean, it's more or less repeating what everyone else has said so far. That's all. Um, okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but I mean, like for me right now, like what I'm watching, I'm playing like a lot of catch up. Like I, I dropped Attack on Titan like a couple years ago and uh, I heard recently it it pissed off a lot of people. And I was like, oh, wow, I, I kind of want to get manga readers. Right. Right. Yeah, and and, manga, yeah. yeah and, and I caught up with the anime. So I'm like, oh, OK, maybe if I read the chapters, I'll get pissed off, too. So <laughs> now <laughs> I'm reading the chapters and I'm catching up. Um but yeah, like I'm watching like parts of season five of like My Hero. Um, I really want to get into uh, Jujutsu Kaisen because I heard some people really. I was gonna say that people were freaking out. I mean, I mean, I, I don't like. It's again, a great starter anime. It's a great like if if you want an if you're starting out and you want a high octane anime, you and with whoa animation and fight scene. Jujutsu Kaisen is a way to go. Like, if you want to start watching anime, Jujutsu Kaisen is gonna, it's gonna bring you in. I, I sure. will give it a shot. I will. I mean, it's on my list. It's on my list. But um, yeah, like for tear jerkers, I mean, Parasite made me ball like a baby. Um, that was that was that was that that hit me hard. Um, Code Geass. I mean, I kind of got into Code Geass late, but. When I did, I, I liked it. It was pretty good. I, I could recommend it. Um, Death Note. Death Note. I would highly recommend that to anyone that's really into the, uh, I guess, the strategic side of anime. Because I think that was like a lot of the appeals that we saw early on when we made the shift to like, you know, from Dragon Ball Z to like a show like Naruto. Because Grandmaster Hoop even mentioned it earlier. It was kind of like the strategy, you know? When you saw Zabuza or Naruto appear as the 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 windmill shuriken underneath and he's actually throwing a kunai to uh free kakashi you know that was like strategy in there so it's i maturity. think it's maturity right yeah. so um i would highly recommend that uh and yeah demon slayer is really good too i know a lot of my recommendations are pretty much like popularity contest but it's what i'm watching right now so yeah i think Ain't nothing wrong with that Ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, let's give it to uh, Comic Chris. Comic Chris, I know this is how you spend most of your time. 
when you're not doing other things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, I would say as far as like anime, uh, I was gonna say Jujutsu Kaisen, Demon Slayer. Um, it just and it, again, it depends on like what you're into. But if you want like some, if you're like uh, just to go back on this, uh, Nino, if you're into like RPGs. Um, in video games, Sword Slayer is act. Oh, not do I say Sword, Sword Slayer? Slayer. <laughs> I'm so. Oh my gosh. Anyways, <laughs> no, it, I'm, like Sword Art Online is literally what it, it, that's. I mean, that's like a one of my favorites, and that's only because I played RPGs like really heavy. So the idea of like being in it was it. It was situational for me. I would say I'm more of a situational type guy. So I like um like uh I don't know if anyone's read Ganzo or Gans. Like if Gans. no one's probably okay. read that. You probably seen the Netflix movie, but there's yeah. an entire anime and it, it no well manga. It is if you have not read it, you will love where it goes because you Uh oh. Did we lose them? I think we lost them. <laughs> Maybe he'll come back. Maybe we'll wait, come. Oh, I, wait. Oh, there he is. There he is. Okay. Repeat your whole last statement. Repeat your whole last statement. I think you're going on uh, about Gans. Yeah. Yeah. If, um, I would say that's a really good one. If you want to read something, I, I'm like a manga reader for sure because I like to binge everything hardcore. So I would say Gans. Um, Dr. Stone's a good one. A really good one if you like situation of technical things. Um, I would say reading yeah jujutsu kaisen huge my hero if you don't read it i know uh dr jace a grandmaster who they don't want to read it because anime, like, anime only anime <laughs> only no but anime is where it's at <laughs> yeah but you are missing out on like way too much right now like the i can't i will say right now the arc written in the anime of my hero manga comes off a lot better i'll just say that but um, I would say more manga to read. There's like so much. Um, oh, um, got a high school. Now, don't watch the show. Read the manga. Like, do not watch the show. The show is oh, not your time at all. I would re like only watch the show after you read the manga, and then you're like, okay, yeah, why did I watch this? It was okay, but they skipped so hardcore. But for I would say first time. Um, those are good ones. If you're like into, you know, really fast paced action, I would say, or like with technicalities, Jujutsu Kaisen, um, I would say as well, Hunter Hunter. I know we've all said it, but to be specific about Hunter Hunter, that is like one that I would say a lot of new people will, even if they've heard of it before, it's something to actually sit there and watch through from episode one all the way to the last one. And then if you have time, read it then you'll just get pissed off when you get to the last chapter because you have to figure out you're never going to get any more of the story. But... <laughs> the story's never going to get finished. <laughs> yeah, it's what, whatever. But I would say those would be my big ones to actually watch. Oh, Parasite, one of those emo I'm an emotional like watcher. So I, yes. I would say Parasite's one of those ones that you really got to watch. Uh, I wouldn't read it, but definitely watch. But yeah, if you're going to do any of those, I would say all of that we said, but... Yeah, Sword Art Online. I wanna, I wanna fight that one because that is really good for people that like RPGs. That's one of my faves. Just rebutting the Sword Art Online. Log Horizon is better. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. If you like action, 
Sword Art is maybe a little bit better. But if you like substance more, then Log Horizon is better. If you're looking just to chill out and not think, Sword Art. <laughs> I think that's fair. That's fair. All right, I, I forgot to give this in my recommendation, but um, Full Metal Alchemist and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood definitely a must watch. Has the really good discussions about real world issues and deconstructs them in a way, and is written by um, originally a female mangaka, which is like a very big thing. You know, someone else might have said and, that. We still had two more people to go. Has a good ending. Has has an actually good ending. You know, because most animes don't have good endings. But yes, let's let Hooperlino. Are you ready? Yeah, I'll go. Um. Cool. Where to begin? Um, take the dive into One Piece. Um, I know it's long. I know it's epic, but it is so rewarding from chapter to chapter. I don't think, or you know, episode to episode. Once again, I'm a manga reader when it comes to One Piece. Um, I don't think there is. I mean, there's just not any show uh, anime that can deliver time and time again with just like. Uh, epic battles, epic moments that really make you feel just funny gags, you know. Um, it's not, people aren't in love with One Piece because it's long. It's like people are in love with it despite its longness because it's so good. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know. That is just like a true storyteller um, just telling such an epic work that, you know, we just may never see again. It's just, it's just insane what, uh, Ichiro Oda is doing with One Piece. So I just got to start by recommending to take the plunge. If you want to watch the anime, um, by all means, uh, just get, get through, um, get to the end of the water seven arc, which is probably about, I don't know, 400 chapters in or something like that. I'm not too sure. <laughs> just get through 400 chapters. <laughs> And I promise you, you'll be um, <laughs> Maybe something more digestible. <laughs> no, it's yeah. worth it. It's worth it. No, it's it is. Doable. It is. <laughs> I, I always say up to Arlong, at least. Up to Arlong. Well, I fear people fall off at Alabasta. But the thing is, once you at get... Once you understand... Yeah, once you understand what One Piece is a whole... You'll go back to that arc and you'll breeze through it because you kind of like understand the moving parts and like who's joining the crew and whatnot and what's really important. But um, for a first timer, I would say just get through Water 7. Get 500 chapters in, you know. Um, you'll be satisfied. I don't know. Um, other recommendations. Ooh, I wanted to shout out Bleach real quick. I know Bleach didn't have a great run um i think it kind of falls off towards the end it's but those early anime is coming back come back this those, year that's great i mean those early couple um couple arcs they're just like it's like peak stylized what 2007 it's just so cool it's so cool i'm not saying it's like the best storytelling i'm not saying it's like the action's pretty great but it's just also so cool just like the way these characters move around, um, just the way they, like, Ichigo, like, in terms of, like, name a cooler uh, protagonist. I dare you. Like, you can name, a cool, <laughs> like, a better one. You might name, like, a more popular one. But, like, there's not a cooler protagonist than Ichigo. Kalua. Um, who? Kalua. No! No. Not cooler. He's not. He's, he's, he's cool. Right. 
Yoko Nah, nah. Monkey Luffy. Absolutely not, Monkey D. Luffy. Luffy's a clown. I love him, but he's a clown. He's cool. He has his uh, no, I mean Ichigo is just the man. Ichigo's the man. Um, Ichigo was based I, off of guts, though. I'm. Oh well, um, you might be right, but still, Ichigo takes it to another level with his high schoolness. Um, all right, other recommendations. Um, Princess Mononoke, just so good. I mean, if you want to see a master at at work, like speaking of Ichiro Oda, like Miyazaki, I know a lot of people talk about um him when it comes to japanese anime i've been working my way through each of the studio ghibli movies and i mean if you're going in order you know once you get spirit away comes after but once you get to princess mononoke you just see like everything come together everything he's doing with like kiki's delivery service everything he's doing with totoro just like it's everything from the adventure to the whimsy to just like these awesome memorable characters just mononoke is really great um and then i just wanted to spotlight Ooh, i have a couple more all right so i'll, I'll spotlight some of the obvious ones that are out right now that i like i i like my hero my hero's cool um i respect the kids for digging it um demon slayer if you want to talk about like really stylized art what they're doing in demon slayer is actually like it's more than just cool anime it's like cool animation um i also like the first season of promise neverland i also really like b stars i know that's like some people are turned off by b stars <laughs> the whole squad um, turned off <laughs> let me tell you man if you can you can move past the fact that like they're animals having sex which hey big thing cross species cross species sex a lot of things you know maybe a big hump for people to move past but if you get past that it's really exploring like what it's like to <laughs> want to eat somebody you're in love with it's really cool man it's actually really cool uh <laughs> i dig b stars there's gonna be one listener who takes this recommendation and feels me on this so i just had to put that out there and then the best theme song of all time is shaman king's theme song so that's all i got Shaman. Oh, English? English dub? Uh, yeah, he's definitely English talking dubbed. about it. For sure. uh, yeah, that's the only good, that's the only right answer. <laughs> uh, My brother used great to theme. love that Shaman King theme song, uh, wherever he may be. But, um, well, again, I hope all the listeners took notes on these uh, recommendations. Y'all really went in on them. Wait, uh, very diverse. Yeah, yes. Uh, I'm sorry, I gotta say this. I gotta say this. You're fine. You're fine. Thank you. I appreciate you. I, I nerd out when I get when I talk about anime. I get excited. Oh, got, if you get a chance, if you like Gundam, watch Gundam Double O. It, it's very good. I mean, I mean, you got Gundam Wing G Gundam, but Gundam it's something different about uh, Gundam Double O Double Zero. Seven Devil Seven Deadly Sins was bullshit at first, but these last two seasons, oh, like, and also because you mentioned God of High School. If you're gonna watch and gotta watch God ask, go to Webtoons, watch Tower of I mean, Tower read of God. God. Tower of God. Yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. You yes. might as well be watching an anime. You might as well be watching an anime. When you and it's in color, it's beautiful. Watch and it just came back. Watch okay. All right, I'm good. I'm good, Ethan. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, hey, listen, that's okay. The passion that's is okay. there. That's what we want. That's why we invited them. That's why they are here today. And I think 
overall this has been a great podcast um i'm just gonna go ahead and wrap things up dr chase uh, i'm a uh, this is how I kind of wanted the recommendations to go, but I'm glad y'all gave your in-depth perceptions. I'm just going to give you like my top three to recommend. Uh, Death Note, because it's very fun to watch. It's a cat and mouse game. Love Death Note. The first um, half. I, the, first, no, the first half. No, all the way. Oh, oh a certain character dies, and I won't spoil it. Um, that, that, that one character is half the show. And they yes, do not. Re- you're right. You're right. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. They but try. You have to finish it. You have to finish it. So, I get it. I get it. I get it. But you have to finish it. Um, Death Note is just a very fun movie to watch. I'm sorry, series to watch, uh, especially if you like mystery and very mature. Um, Tag on Time is very easy to get into. Again, episode five. Uh, I'm always going to recommend My Hero because My Hero is the most recent show that has put me to tears. Like, I've cried all throughout season three and season four. I cannot really tell you why. It just moves me. It really moves me. And that is why, uh, Comic Chris, I will not read the manga. Uh, <laughs> missing out. Missing out. I, I know. because a lot going on. You listen, missing Nino, out right now. Nino and I were at Barnes and Nobles earlier, and I looked at like chat volume 28, and I was like, oh, let me not open this up because it seemed like a lot was going on. I was like, you oh my god, spoiled reading like three pages of any I chapter. Stopped. You're like, oh, I well, stopped. I, <laughs> listen, I stopped, I stopped. Um, but definitely my hero. I'm trying to think of things that made me cry, but I'm Corey uh, in the house. Shut the hell up! I'm kind of <laughs> adding a little bit. Adding it, a little bit. I love the back, I love the Baxter arc. You didn't like that part? Shut up! I'm so sick. Of <laughs> what are you talking about? Enough! 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 I'm trying to wrap li- this up. I'm trying like, to wrap this up. This I love the be- I love the Washington prep arc. Yes, <laughs> because that was the buildup. Yeah, that was the, the Washington prep arc was. Come on, guys. People don't even get that. Those who some people get it, but whatever, it's fine. Um, if you want to take the deep dive, take the deep dive with One Piece. Take the deep dive with Naruto. I've definitely cried all throughout One Piece. I've cried many points in Naruto. Don't uh, do it I with Naruto. Get... Yeah, you, can you will Naruto cry. It can, you'll you be fine. Cry. You will cry when you see Itachi admit the truth, the whole truth. Well, then stop but... before the war. Stop before the war. If you want to talk about disappointing arcs, the woof. We can do a Ninja War. We can do a Naruto deep dive another time. I feel we have brought up many ideas, but um, those are my my immediate anime recommendations that come to mind because I know I've put people on to those specific animes. And of course, Full Metal Alchemist. I think, in my opinion, Brotherhood Brotherhood is definitely one of the. I would like to say, if not the greatest, just because it's over. I like to say it's probably one of the greatest. If not the greatest, and I and see the consistent. dissenting looks. It is consistent, and I again, I see your dissenting look, uh, comic Chris. We can get into this another time. I'm trying to wrap this up. All right, <laughs> just just all the way through. It is great. Okay, um, whatever. Um, that's it for my recommendation. I'm not trying to take this any longer. Uh, but we have entered a new age. We have put out these recommendations for more people to come along and s- come along and wait, wait, come up. Ob- t- we have 
laid out the work for more people to come aboard and bring along all their hopes and dreams. If I don't know if anyone caught that. Uh, so, you know, we said a lot of good things today. You know, we have countered the subversive culture and made it more integral with society. We have recognized this as character driven artistic pieces that people are putting their heart and soul into and that there is something out there for everyone and you just got to take the chance and you got to be open as we all said and if you need any more like idea of why this is so good look to your celebrities look to your friends just open the dialogue and you'll see anime and manga is a world worth giving some time and investing in so i would just like to say i appreciate everyone coming out here today even i guess our admiral who's i guess again just hopped on board um yes but um yes again very good discussion among us supernova and our yanko here uh dr jace do you have any parting words before we close out on here no i felt like we covered a lot of ground talked about anime and <laughs> we we really talked about anime i'm looking at our timestamp. we really talked about it but that's yes good. well i'm trying yeah. to wrap it up <laughs> that was that hey that, that's that's what we that's what we invited everyone here for and we appreciate everyone that came on board even even the admiral that is alongside us this one yep. time hopefully the last but we shall see um <laughs> But hey, Dr. Jace, if you got nothing more to say, I'll go ahead and close things out. Thank you, everybody, for listening in to today's anime roundtable discussion. Uh, Again, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Yonko Table. Again, Yonko Table. Uh, Again, this is season one debut. So, you know, give us a like. Give us a subscription. Give us a review share among your friends again be open to listening to podcasts if you're not before but hey without further ado i'm your host this evening grandmaster hoop and with me as always is dr chase attorney I'd like to thank and shout out rose the crafter dr mondo nino de la blazado kame chris tevin the fifth and i guess admiral hooperlino this is the yonko table signing off take care everybody